0: Ooh, good ASMR.
1: I was like, I could hear that. You could hear me drinking my water? (laughs) Absinthe It sounded really clear, too. You're going to have to piss so bad, drinking way too much water. Hello, and welcome to No Refunds. Uh, My name is Dwight, and joining me this week for the last episode of the year 2020 going out with a kaboom, what are your names, and ages, and locations?
0: Uh, Tiffany, 33, in your butt.
1: In the office. It's actually ASL, isn't it? It's yeah. ASL. Yeah.
2: Age, yeah. sex, location. I was just about to ask if you verbally ASL'd us, because <laughs> that hasn't happened to me since...
1: It hasn't happened to me since <laughs> chat rooms. When,
0: when was yeah. AIM still a thing? Like, early 2000s?
1: The last time I used it was freshman year of college, so 2005.
2: Okay. Yeah. um, Alex, 31? Am I 31 yet? I don't so. know. 31? Probably. Yeah. Also in your butt. Nice.
1: <laughs> Well, so both of you, since you're both in my butt, as we established off pod, you should have answered with, my name is Dwight, because anything that is inside of you is you. And that is your no refunds fact for 2020, your last one. That is Alex's theory. Our
0: Our first and last one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> our first no refunds fact. Um, no, the first no refunds fact was also from Alex, and it was if a movie tangentially takes place in a uh, during oh during God. a uh, during a holiday. Did you know that Wonder Woman is both a Christmas movie? Wonder Woman eighty four is both a Christmas movie and a Fourth of July movie. Uh, that's uh, Alex for you. Uh, did you know
2: that Wonder Woman eighty four is just a bad movie?
1: <laughs> we don't need oh, to talk about this right that. now. We didn't dislike it. Um,
0: Ooh. Okay. Also, Dwight made me watch uh, Critters and Critters 2, and we haven't finished Critters 2 because I was tired, but I finally, finally saw Critters, so we'll, we'll seen- talk about that to, later. Wait till you get to Critters 3.
1: Critters 3 is really but, bad. I'm not going to make her watch I Critters 3. Well,
0: he won't let me watch it. Your oh
1: second, God. your third no refunds fun fact of the year, and this is yep. really your last one. Uh, Critters 3 was the film debut of a one Leonardo DiCaprio.
2: Right, that that's why I said wait till you get to Critters Three, but apparently
1: Critters Three is bad. Uh, Uh, So this is the last episode of the year, and therefore we are going to do what we have done once before. We missed last year, Um, so it's it's a biannual tradition. (laughs) Um, And we are in
0: 2022.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, We only still alive. We
0: still alive. We
1: only like the evens. this is our top five things that we liked this year. Uh, a few of our favorite things. 2020, I think, is probably what the name of the episode will be. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, this is uh, something, like I said, we've been doing before where we are going to just list our top favorite five favorite things that we have done it doesn't have to be anything specific it can be uh, a movie a video game a tv show an experience it could be a day i'm gonna have to do that for next year it could be like you know um a vacation it could be uh something you created it could be anything like that um so why don't we go with like we didn't talk about this already Uh, i'm going first um
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you are talking
2: you're going do, I, first. do I try to find an eloquent way to set this up? I I think um I think on the last episode I I talked about this, but like b- before we start, my the way that I when we did this two years ago, I tried to spread the wealth and tried to do like a little bit of everything that I did this year. So I have a video game related thing, I have a movie related thing, TV. I tried to put a book on here, but I didn't read much this year, uh, even though I was in quarantine, which is, seems weird. Um, so, like, I tried to not overlap anything mm-hmm. and kind of spread the wealth, just like I did every year, or the last year, every year. Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, that, that makes sense. Uh, I actually took a page out of your book as well, and I uh, last Z- zero hour did that as well. I took I had two TV shows, I took one off, and I was like, "Oh, I'll put the video game thing that I did on here." Uh, oh. Tiffany, do you have a philosophy or is it just hodgepodge?
0: Um, yeah, I tend to focus more on experiences and things. Uh, things like I think in my 2018 one, it was like my sister getting married. Uh, it was our concert we went to in the summer. It was uh, running. It was stuff like that. Mm. It wasn't like a tangible tactile thing. So I, as an adult, uh, feel like I, I don't know. I like talking about the the things that make me feel good that aren't like a game or a book or a movie or a thing. I, so, yeah,
2: I would argue you're the only adult on this podcast. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're you're representing. Hey
0: Dwight, I, I Dwight did some electrical work today.
1: I installed a range hood on our um on our stove our today. Stove. I had to turn off electricity. I had to wire things up. I did it all by myself. Yeah. I'm a 33 year old adult.
2: Yep. Um, yeah. I would argue you're a 33-year-old like teenager.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, because teenagers <laughs> can dabble in electronics. It's, it's yeah. a hobby in in, in I uh, high mean, school.
2: I know, te- I know teenagers that like program robots. Yeah, that's what I was fun. just gonna say.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, those two teen- teenagers are nerds. I was never a nerd. nerd. I was never a nerd. Nope.
0: Uh, so, wait, what's your first thing? It's a video
1: game. <laughs>
0: I'm like, we're just spinning our wheels here. So That's what what we do on this show. I know.
1: Number one for me, or not number one, the first thing on my list um, is actually, the the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm happy I put it on here. It's a little bit thematic. Um, So 2020, I think, has been well known to be a uh, a garbage fire of a year. It has been Mm -hmm. very difficult for a lot of people. It has been challenging, tough, um, similar to... The Blood Souls series, which is something that I really dove into for the first time this year. Um, I had played Bloodborne a little bit. Uh, That's kind of the, the crux of where this all started was during quarantine, I was trying to figure out, oh, what's something that I can do? And so I was just looking through my backlog of PlayStation Plus games that I have and I saw on there Bloodborne. And I was like, oh, okay, I haven't played that in forever. I'd only played like the first maybe hour of it. And I looked up a guide for um, like how to build your character for the first like 15 levels because that was kind of where I faltered because in those games, if you don't have a plan going in, uh, you can get really screwed over. And so I looked up just a really early, early level build. I went, I followed it. And then like from that moment, like the game clicked with me, which is a big thing with games in general. I think if, if, if once the game, like finally, like you get into the groove, groove, you get into the, um, the gameplay loop of it in Bloodborne just it wasn't mindless but it was something that I could kind of chip away at in between I started playing it when I was um knee-deep in work because uh, work was uh, very hectic for me this year with everything that was going on COVID related and diving into that was something that I could like take like a, a half an hour to an hour long break just kind of chip away it a little bit go out get some souls come back level up and then like call it and be all set so doing that and like falling into that like type of a loop was a lot of fun and i really fell in love with just the uh the gameplay the the world i loved the aesthetic everything is just fucking dripping and wet and gross and slimy and nasty and it was i love horror stuff in general and so i really enjoyed the majority of that um it was a lot of fun i i platinumed it Uh, Like I really got into this game Um, and some of that is like some like you have to do like a bunch of like side questy things where you go into this dungeon and it's very hard. Uh, That's the thing with these games too. They're very, very difficult. Um, and I managed to, to platinum it and I was very happy with myself. And then once I beat Bloodborne, I then moved on to Dark Souls 3 because that's the one that, that came after Bloodborne, so I figured it would be the most similar to it. And it is different. Um, but the core is the same, the core gameplay is the same. So I, I played through that, I beat it, I didn't platinum it, but I also enjoyed that. And I think there's something about Focusing on something difficult while you are going through a difficult time is a nice way of just, I don't want to say distracting yourself, but it's almost like an alleviation of all of the external bullshit where you can just right. kind of focus on this one very incredibly hard thing that you can do. And um I managed to beat Dark Souls three as well. And then I uh, shifted from there. I, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm on the Dark Souls train. So I, I then went to uh, the Dark Souls remastered game. And at this point, it must've been like a month, a month to a month and a half in real time of like, these were the only games that I was playing. And uh, I only got about halfway through Dark Souls before I uh, I burnt myself out finally on just th- the Souls style of games. Um, so I, I, I've, I've taken a break and I probably will go back to it at some point. But the, um, the amount of time and just devotion that I put into these games this year was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And uh, it was something that you know, helped distract in a, in a difficult time. But the games themselves are phenomenal. Um, I haven't really talked about the games themselves. Um, very difficult bosses. Uh, the, I Yeah, I, I just loved them. They were a lot of fun. I don't have much to say about the games themselves, just how they made me feel. And it was uh, it was a really enjoyable time.
0: There were lots of eyeballs.
1: <laughs> there it
2: was Tiffany yeah. dropping the the wisdom here.
0: That game was so. Speaking specifically about Bloodborne, that game is so fucking gross to watch.
1: And listen to I, I'm sure. And listen
0: oh. to everything's wet and damp and dank and full of eyeballs.
2: I um... weirdly enough, like I. So, friend of the podcast and friend of all of us, Brian, is yeah. really big into the Dark Souls series. And um, weirdly enough, I had one of the streamers that I watch had started doing a series on Dark Souls, the original, or Dark Souls Remastered. He was playing through that in preparation for Demon's Souls coming out. Mm-hmm. And then he did a Demon Souls series when Demon's Souls came out and he got his PS5. So I was, like, I was watching a lot of Dark Souls content, which is something that I was never really into. Brian and I played Dark Souls 3 together at some point, and uh, that style of game was never for me, but I find it fascinating to watch people play it. I, I, I don't like that kind of, like, really hard fighter game. Like, um, it, it's always a little frustrating for me. Um But watching people play it was awesome. And then I asked Brian to play through Dark Souls for me on Discord so I could watch and ask him questions. So he was, like, telling me about the lore and all this stuff. And I I find the world that they build and all that lore and stuff fascinating. But it's the kind of game that I would never really want to play myself. So... I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad that you had a good experience with it.
1: Yeah, the the lore portion of it was something that when I started playing it, I was like, nope, just, just here for the gameplay. I don't care about the world. I don't care about anything. And by the end of it, I was fucking watching YouTube videos about the the history of Yarnum and like yeah. how like th- what happened with the old hunters and the old blood and why everything's corrupted and why blah 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 and then I was like okay fine and then when I went to Dark Souls I was like here we go explain it all to me and like the uh, the you know just the recursiveness of the worlds and the 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 people who are like carrying the embers I'm just like okay I'm in I'm in for it and it really was also. It, strangely uplifting uh it's a strangely uplifting story in the terms of like in the sense of like what it thematically is trying to represent like death rebirth um the stopping of like uh horrible cycles and like kind of like creating something out of the ashes of the old um that's really what i kind of got from it uh mm-hmm. and it's uh it was a nice little like personal journey through that world for me and it yeah. was fun Awesome. So that's Bloodborne. I wasn't even sure if I was gonna put that one on, but I think I had mm-hmm. enough to say about that. Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Blood Souls.
2: Yeah, Blood Souls.
1: Soul, Soulsborne, I think, is what people call it. The, the,
2: yeah, all those Souls-like games yeah.
3: are.
1: I um I haven't picked up Demon Souls because I don't own a PlayStation 5, and even then I don't know if I would. Um, Demon Souls is a very. It seems like they didn't update the system that much, like at all, and it's a very like archaic. Um, it was the very first one it was demon yep. souls then dark souls and like demon souls is from like 2007 2006 maybe um my it's an old game
2: my major problem with demon <clears throat> souls is i don't like the idea of games like that where you have to use items to heal like i like the dark souls system where you have estus and you regain your estus when you sit at a bonfire. Mm-hmm. Demon Souls doesn't have that. It's you have to farm for healing items. So Bloodborne
1: if- Bloodborne is similar in that way, but I was lucky enough that like so when you level up uh your character level is tied to how expensive items are um and so yeah. when you whenever you upgrade a um like a stat that overall increases your your character level and there was a point I must have done it like just before a cap or just before like a soft cap ha- I hit or something because I had a bunch of souls and I just bought like 200 healing items and I never yeah. needed them again for the rest of the I bought them for very cheap and I like never needed any more for the rest of the game and it worked out pretty well nice so uh okay that was uh, my first one Bloodborne. Um Tiffany, what is your five top 5s of the year? Yeah.
0: So you were t- it was funny cuz you were talking about um story and theming and immersing yourself in a world and all of that fun stuff. Um so along those same lines my number 5 is also a game and it is Animal Crossing. New Horizons. A I'm shock, so shocked. A shocker to no one.
1: I, I think a thematically sho- it's the same as Bloodborne, right?
0: It, it is. <laughs> there are less eyeballs in, in Animal Crossing. <laughs> well,
2: when when you said like I have a I have a video game on my list, I was like, okay, so we're going to talk about Animal Crossing.
0: <laughs> shocker. I I don't even know what to say because I we've already talked about it like pretty extensively, but uh animal crossing is the game that has gotten me through this entire year from like being excited like last year when it was announced and kind of the the hype cycles the the one thing i get hyped about um and just leading up to like pre-ordering it and what what's so funny Everybody's laughing. Uh
2: Dwight uh Dwight Aww. had a reaction to the hype cycle. oh um, you said hype cycle and yeah. Dwight Dwight looked like he was having PTSD flashbacks to our last episode. Sorry, Dwight. I
0: got hyped I got hyped for Animal Crossing. That's the only thing that I got hyped for. Can continue. I can I continue? Yes why is being so rude anyways (laughs) but just like the entire experience of like pre-ordering it and then like the world shutting down like the day before it was supposed to come out and me like running to GameStop in a panic because I'm like I need this game now um And not knowing like what was going to happen with the entire world and then just kind of getting lost in animal Crossingness, And it, it was so fun. It was so fun. The first like few months, even that it was out because everybody was playing it and we were going to people's islands. And I remember one day, um, then, uh, Nintendo has an app, a phone app, and you can voice chat through it. So like there was a day that I was playing and I was visiting Bonnie and like her and I, like, sat on the voice chat for, like, an hour, <laughs> just, like, shooting the shit, playing Animal Crossing, Um and, like, it's kind of died down, and it kind of makes me sad because, like, people aren't doing as much, and it's, like... And the stuff that's happening, I'm like, ah, meteor showers are cool, or like, this specific character being on your island is cool. But I'm like, I'm not looking for stuff anymore. I'm just kind of using it as a distraction. Uh, I love the holiday stuff. So, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know what else to say about it other than it's a game that made me happy. And I'm still playing it. And <laughs> I love Animal Crossing so much.
1: I, I and feel I got like- hyped for it. I feel like we have talked about it on here before, but could could you, um, but could you recount and you kind of just did, but could you recount more in detail, um, you, you going to GameStop and, (laughs) and discussing with the people there, um, about what was happening to the mall and why you needed your pre-order canceled.
0: Are you trying to set me up to make fun of me? No,
1: no, no. no. I I think it's a genuinely hysterical story and, and I love it.
0: Yeah, oh, it's, okay. it's a great story.
2: I, I don't remember if we told the the whole story. I when think we... we did. Oh we
0: did. I think I did. Okay. So I pre-ordered the game in like November when it was announced. like before Christmas or around Christmas time, I pre-ordered this game. Um, and then it was supposed to come out in March. And um, all of a sudden the world started to shut down and I was like, okay. All right, and I was, you know, waiting for this game because I pre-ordered a physical copy of it, um, waiting. This is, like, the, literally this this game coming out was the reason that I bought a Switch. Like, this is the reason that I have a Switch was because this game was coming out, and I was, like, that, ooh. I was that excited for it. So we get to March, shit starts going down, and I'm, like, online, and I see... Um, this was back when I was still on Facebook, but I saw like a um, a headline come across. It was like, "Oh, the mall um, is closing. Like this, these malls, these malls are closing um, at the end of the day today." And I was like, "What the fuck, Dwight? I, Dwight, I was sitting here and you were at your desk, and I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go now. I gotta go to GameStop now. They are shutting down the mall. I gotta, fi- I gotta, I gotta get my game. I need my game. I." like the mall is gonna be closed how am i gonna play animal crossing so i drive luckily the mall's only like less than 10 minutes away so i drive to the mall nobody's there it is dead it is ghost town already yeah, this I is run like, into games.
1: this is like pre-face masks this is like yeah, people pre, still had no idea what was really going on
0: pre pre-lockdown pre anything run into GameStop and this guy he's talking to someone at the counter and I'm I run in there and I'm just like I'm like I look like I'm in a panic and it's my turn and I was like I need my game and the Nicole's in the mall at the end of the day and I don't know what's happening and and the guy was like what I was like <laughs> I don't know I just read something at the mall is closing at the end of the day and I need Animal Crossing like now and I was like I gotta figure out how to do this and he's like well you can like cancel your pre-order and just like buy a nintendo like eShop card i was like yes i want to do it now And the whole time this guy is like what is this woman's fucking problem i gotta have animal grass that yeah. you don't understand and i wonder what that person's doing now i wonder if they were like <laughs> i wonder if they were like oh my god that woman was right this mystery woman T- tiffany's
2: that like i'm like nostradamus Every time she boots up Animal Crossing, she thinks of that guy working at GameStop. Where she's just like, "Huh, I wonder if uh, I wonder how, how he's doing."
1: I, I just it was just
2: like, it was just such
0: a weird, frantic, bizarre like.
1: My favorite part of it was like he didn't know the mall was closing. Like you had no. like information about his workplace that he didn't have, and he was just like, "What? What are you talking about? What? what is The mall the is closing, and like." Just give me my money. (laughs) I'm leaving.
0: He's like, "All right, and thank God I did that because then the mall was closed for like a month.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have been able to get your game. I wouldn't have have been able to get my game. Well, you could have bought it online and then you got a refund or whatever. Yeah, I
2: got it online. Yeah. I I like the idea that this guy thought you were like a drug addict. Yeah. You were in the wrong place. It's like, (laughs) it's like like you're closing it. I need, I need my smack. I need my game. Apparently, Animal
0: Crossing is Tiffany's drug of
2: choice. That's oh, about, yeah. Right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't really have a lot to say about it other than, you know, it's relaxing, it's mindless, it's Ooh. silly, it's cute, it's fun.
2: Yeah. You, you know what's the thing that we forgot to do uh, this time around that yeah. we forgot to do the last time we did this? Yeah. Is- be prepared to reference episodes where we talked about the things in more detail.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Remember on the last episode, we brought up a bunch of stuff and we were like, oh, yeah, we talked about this on the podcast before. You guys can listen to some other episode because we don't know. Well, let's say that again.
1: For for the Animal Crossing one, I would go back to probably the first one when we came back. Um, I would imagine that we talked about it right then because it would have been right up there at the beginning. And Billy was playing at that point, too. Yeah, that
0: was back in April. So, yeah, probably. It's probably that episode. Go find that episode. Okay. Yeah,
1: Yeah, because we had one out in April. So,
0: yeah. I mean, what. I
2: just. I just like that we never. We never change. No.
0: No. No refunds. I'm excited. No refunds never changes. Uh, Yeah. I was going to say they haven't updated the game in a while other than events. And I'm like, there are things that I'm like. I feel like are missing like uh like my nook shop I should have like six upgrades by now like I should have there's just things like that that I feel like are missing I'm like where's like the fortune teller shop and where's um I don't know there's there's little things that I'm like I I don't know I some of the quality of life stuff like if I want to go to the buy like uh, vouchers to go travel to someone's island or or uh, a mystery island it's like buy one and then it's like it goes through the whole like prints it out and I'm like I want to buy like six things at once I want like there are some different definitely some things in there that I'm like oh, every time I catch a bug or dig up a fossil like I have all the fossils I shouldn't have to go through the like oh I found a fossil they're just little Little things that I'm like maybe maybe they'll update it, but I just don't think as many people are playing anymore. But maybe I'm wrong. If you're still playing Animal Crossing. Uh, my switch code is <laughs> something that I don't remember. Three, three. <laughs> I, I do
2: like I do like the idea that this year, almost this entire year, but mostly like this like spring through summer, will be like forever remembered, as well as COVID but for everyone was in their house playing Animal Crossing. Not literally everyone, but But pretty much everyone I knew.
1: It it was definitely on the level of like Pokemon Go. Like it it was the thing that everybody in my sphere was talking about or playing. Or like I would log on to my Switch and I would have like seven people on, which I never do. It's always like one or two. And there would be seven people and they were all playing Animal Crossing. And like I would see memes about it i would see comics people had drawn about it like this game was enormous and uh it's funny because doom eternal i think came out on the same day which is um cute and i love how that was a little com- combo thing they did so
2: they're basically the same game
0: they're the same game mm-hmm. yeah it's the same same i i just like i miss those days i miss the early quarantine days when we were all playing it and people were Doing cool stuff, and now I feel like I'm just like one of those weirdos that's still playing it.
1: <laughs> I miss the weird like, optimism of the early quarantine days, where yeah. it's like it's just two weeks, guys. uh maybe maybe four. Like, well, that's don't... like
0: what, yeah, that's like kind of what was part of it. I also I want to just like the last thing I want to say about it is this: the, this is the longest I've continuously played an Animal Crossing game. Usually in the past, they've come out around Christmas time, and then I play it through Christmas and like maybe into like. March April and then I kind of fall off um but I've been playing it almost every day I, I get this point maybe for like a half hour just to like do my little things and run around and put on a cute outfit and take a picture um <laughs> I'm not kidding that's what I do but I've been doing it almost every day since since the game came out I think there's only been like maybe 10 days to 15 days that I haven't like logged on at all since the beginning of quarantine. So
2: so in, in like nine and a half months, you've played it pretty much every day. Yeah,
0: I have like 300 over, I think I'm like 375 hours into it, which is not as much as other people, like that's like nothing compared to what other people have, so. That is
2: awesome. It's
0: <laughs> the so one game that I know more about than Dwight, which, which makes me feel cool. I always love that. He's like, "Oh, with well, this I go. Oh, well, that's that's Timmy and Tommy and they do this. And then if you go talk to them and then you bring them this and then they'll go do this and then and he's like, "I what?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it. It's fine." <laughs> sure. <laughs> so yeah, Animal you. Crossing. That's my that's my number 5. Animal Crossing. Yay.
2: Perfect. Well, to round out our weird round of video game chats, uh, my video game that I wanted to talk about is something I don't know if I've ever talked about the game in depth on on the podcast. It's a game that I've loved since last year. Was it last year that I played it? I don't know.
1: Was Half-Life Alex this year?
2: Half-Life Alex was this year. Okay. Half-Life Alex came out in March. I think right around the same time as uh, Animal Crossing. Because everyone was Animal Crossing and I just had my my vr headset on and you know
1: i was trying to guess it
2: playing half-life no so the game that i want to talk about is celeste because i finally went back um and i beat like a hundred percent every level in celeste this year so um what was the race last year or was it this year it was this year this year, I, man, that during quarantine. so it was, was, so yeah, long it was ago. this year. So, um, for those of you who don't know, Celeste is a game. End of statement. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Celeste is a two D platformer that came out. Uh, I want to say in twenty eighteen, but that could be wrong. I think it came out in twenty eighteen. Uh, it was developed by a small group. Uh, the company was called Matt Makes Games. The main creator is called Maddie Thorson. um, And she uh, developed this game. And the score is by Lena Rain. And it's just a really fun 2D platformer. I played it for the first time, I want to say last summer. And then this summer, when I was doing my, uh, my annual charity stream i was like you know it would be fun to actually like beat the game so in the like run up to this the race which was just we were going through the main game i was just running the main game over and over again so i got really like i got into learning some of the more advanced techniques for the game and trying to actually like speed run the game in a legitimate way which was really fun. And I've literally never done that for a game before where I'd never gotten into a game enough to want to do that. And then after the race, I was like, I still want to play that game. So I decided to revisit, um, uh, other than the main story of the game, there are B-sides. And then once you beat all the B-sides, there are C-sides. And then there were also two additional levels um there was chapter 8 which was the first dlc that got added way back in i think early 2019 or late 2018 and then chapter 9 came out in september of 2019 last year 2019 was last year right i'm i'm good at this i think it was september of last year that chapter 9 came out And that was after I had actually played the main story. But chapter nine, I couldn't even play because I hadn't beaten enough of the game. (laughs) So I went through and I don't know what it is about this game, but like, like I was talking about with Dark Souls, like I don't like those kinds of games because I feel like I'm not that kind of glutton for punishment. But then I play Celeste for like 200 hours and it's very much just a... 2d platformer that is just as punishing as a dark souls game but i don't know maybe it's the cheery visuals and the fun soundtrack that keep me involved but i had a lot of fun playing through it and um brian watched me play through most of it i would stream in discord just for like my friends and i would just try and beat like the hardest levels in the game and it was a lot of fun and then once I finished all that, I was just like, oh, now I'm going to install the randomizer because there's a randomizer for the game. I installed the randomizer and I've been doing that since. Like, like Tiffany said, like this is a game that I've been playing all year. This, isn't, this wasn't just like a flash in the pan where I played something for 100 hours in a week and then didn't pick it up again like Ghost of Tsushima or like Hades was. But I think I'm going to re- be re- revisiting Hades. But, like, this is something that kind of defined my year because I just, I was always playing it. It was kind of my fallback game where if I didn't have a game to play, i just boot it up and play it. So, um, I, and I also have really fond memories of the race this year, which was a lot of fun. And you guys were involved mm-hmm. in that, which was a lot yep. of fun. So, uh, that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. Also, what do i talked about with dark souls kind of applies like this game is all about like struggle and one of the first things they say to you in the game is you can do it and like that's kind of a big theme of 2020 for like a lot of people it's like you can you can make it through this year it's like you can make it through this level you know um and i feel like that uh parallel to real life kind of you know was very apparent to me while i was playing it and very
0: enjoyable i loved the stream that was my first experience and i already said this before when we talked about celeste on the podcast whatever episode that was right that was was when we
2: talked about the charity stream
0: yeah but that was like my first experience like with twitch and understanding what like being part of a twitch stream and like that was that ended up being a big part of my year too so like but the your your stream was the first time i got to like be part of it and i was like oh okay this is really cool and like watching that game was really fun because i'm like i have no fucking clue what's happening but it was cool to watch like it was the the race the whole like race speed run concept was really cool i
2: i've always like i've always been mildly fascinated with the concept of speed running and where it came from because um up until I started watching GDQ which was in like 2016 I was I always kind of heard about speedrunning but I was just like I don't understand why or what it is and like it's something I've thought about a lot since I've started getting into it and I I was trying to think of like in in the advent of gaming gaming used to be about like the dick measuring contest if you will was high scores and then games kind of steered away from high scores and became a little more abstract than that. So this was the way of people being able to measure like, how good you were at the game to a certain degree. It's uh, how quickly you can finish it or how quickly you can finish it with meeting certain requirements, which I think is a really fascinating concept. It's a way of bringing those leaderboards that used to be on the like front of every arcade cabinet back into gaming you know
0: it's a good point actually so i
2: I know that that's kind of tangential to what (laughs) i was talking about but like we did do a speed run and that was fun and i we've been trying to because of how much fun we all had with the race this year we've been trying to think of other games that we can do like a race for next year and like who might want to be part of a race but I think the one thing that will have to stick is Tiffany.
0: Commentating. Yeah. Yeah. I want to commentate again. I'm a big Twitch girl. Now I have, I have power in chat, so I'm excited. I love that. I'm, I'm in,
2: but yeah, I, if I haven't said it enough, everyone should play Celeste. It's amazing.
1: I I like Celeste a lot. So that's a solid, solid answer. And I know you played it a whole bunch this year. So it, it was a lot of fun. Um, watching you all prepare for that because like there was a couple times where like i popped into discord and like everyone was like practicing individual things and um it was it was a learning experience for me um because I've, I've never really commentated anything and uh the one thing i learned about it is um uh, unless you are the tiffany position which is the color commentator there to have fun uh you really need to know what the fuck you're talking about and i did not um so that was fun <laughs> it was uh, it was an enjoyable game though and it was yeah. a lot of fun to watch you guys do it.
0: I'm wearing a shirt that says, no one knows what they're doing. It's true. So no one knows what they're doing.
1: And I I, I want um, everybody who was in that speed run to submit their times and to get onto the leaderboard. Because I know Brian did it. And he was in the Brian top did. thousand for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I feel Brian like you did. could probably get up there too, Alex. And that would be so cool. Like speed running in general is something that I've always like um, – casually wanted to do and like i've looked into like a few games and like oh that could be fun like i really like super mario 64 and like i've i've done like routing for it and stuff like that where i'm like oh maybe i can get like sub 20 and that would be a lot of fun that's something that i'm thinking about maybe doing um especially with playing super mario 64 again this year um but so i i think speedrunning is a really cool community and a really cool um way to engage with the games like just these this other layer of how to play outside of the initial rules in the game is really, really cool to me. And I yeah. love that um, communities or game developers are embracing the speedrunning community to the point yeah. where I know Celeste implemented a lot of like Speed run modes are like ways that it's easier for the the runners to to do it um i just picked up uh it was on sale for christmas stuff it was um the new castlevania game but it's not castlevania it's like bloodborne um, blood blood stained, uh, blood stained blood stained yes um specifically the ritual of the night or the yep. the the one that's like symphony of the night um yes and there's straight up just a speed run mode. Like it's so cool that like they they have implemented these types of things going forward and I really love that, you know, the communities for those are so embraced by the developers um for the most part. It, it's fantastic.
2: Yeah. I um I I want to submit a time for Celeste and I fully plan on it at some point. My goal was to get sub 1 hour and then submit a time and I think weird side tangent that i'm gonna go on the connor my nephew coco Mm -hmm. he really likes watching the streamer zebra gamer and he started watching zebra gamer play celeste because i told him i really liked celeste and he came over one day and he was like hey uh hey awax are you playing celeste and i was like do you want me to play celeste he was like yeah and i was like sure So I just like booted up the game and started a new fresh save file, thinking like, oh, I'll show him how to play and maybe he'll wanna play and I'll let him play and try But he just sat like he didn't (laughs) even he didn't even sit in my lap. He just sat right next to me and watched me play and he goes, Just play. And then he would ask me not to skip certain (laughs) cutscenes that he liked. And I put in a time, my final time was one hour and two minutes. Holy shit. But he made me but he made me watch like all the cutscenes, So I probably had a sub one hour and I was so disappointed, (laughs) but also so happy at the same time. That's awesome. That's
1: awesome that you casually did it. Like that's the, that's the cool part.
2: I I think a lot of it. And I think it's one of my favorite things about the game. (laughs) It's that going back and doing the easier stuff, like the main game after doing chapter nine, which is called the farewell. It feels so much easier. It's, I remember when we were prepping for the race, we were all like, I'll be happy if I have less than 100 deaths. And when I say we all, I mean me and Brian, who were the two that had the most experience with the game and were taking the race the most seriously. We were both like, we want less than 100 deaths. And Brian had like a lot less. I think think he put up like 50 deaths or something. And I had... I think I had seventy something. I, I think that's what it was. But this time around, I had like forty, and I was and I was just like, man, that could have been better.
1: <laughs> it's so funny just seeing yourself level up like that, and like knowing you yeah. can do better. It's awesome.
2: It it's so good. I, like this is the first game that, that has ever resonated with me like that, and I can't wait for another game to hit me like that.
1: Huh, that's awesome. Love I'm that. I'm glad that you enjoyed Celeste.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Moving on.
0: Coming
2: back to you.
1: To number four, we will or four 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 uh, I mean, four four. These
2: aren't in a specific order, but True. they're really no. not.
1: They're yeah. they're not in any order, but you know, just for the sake of number four. Um, yeah, just,
2: just <laughs> like you're probably gonna put in uh, time
1: codes or something. I yeah. would imagine. Um, yeah. My number four is the TV show that I feel was the most enjoyable, the best watch, and arguably the biggest surprise for me this year. Uh, Tiffany and I really got into What We Do in the Shadows, which is a comedy show on FX. Um, Yeah, FX, not FXX. FX. Uh, And it is a... Not continuation, but it's set in the same universe as the Taika Watiti, Jermaine Clement movie of the same name, what we do in the shadows, and it follows the lives of four vampires living in um they're living in Staten Island and in New Staten York. Island. Staten Island. with hours to be then ass to leave.
0: Um
1: and it is <laughs> it's a mockumentary style uh comedy show, and it is fucking hilarious. Uh, The the worst thing about the show is that there's not enough of it. There's only 10 episodes per season. So there's only 20 episodes right now. Um, Tiffany and I started watching we watched I think an episode last year. We were I think like, we okay.
0: talked about this on the podcast briefly. We definitely, I feel
1: like. I, yeah, we have. We, oh, okay, we, okay. We, It took us a long time to find a place to slot in what we do I in think the shadows. That's, yeah. Um. Yeah. So now that's why I'm going to gush about it here at the end of the year. Okay. Um. So we all—it's
0: all, all coming back to me. I'm like, this feels familiar. Yes, it, it
1: is very similar. <laughs> or very. uh the conversation is kind of the same. Um, So we watched like an episode last year and it was very funny, but we just never stuck with it, which I think happens to a lot of things. Like you'll watch one episode and you'll be like, okay, great. I I know to come back to this at some point. And we saw that the second season was about to start airing. And we were like, you know what? We really should give that show another chance. It was one of those ones that we we would be on Hulu and like, what we do in the shadows would always like percolate to the top and we'd be like, Oh yeah, we need to watch that. Uh, Bob's burgers again, Bob's burgers again. Okay. Um, so we would, so we finally put it on and, uh, the first season we flew, we ate through it and it was, amazing like watching the 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 vampires grow and change and like our favorites i feel like shifted from episode to episode and there was like one vampire at the very beginning we were like eh, he's fine but then by the end of the second season i swear to god laszlo might be my favorite he is fucking hysterical and it is matt berry uh his just delivery is is pitch perfect every single time um I, i don't remember the names of the other actors uh Tiffany, can you help me out here? What's the name of, like, uh, Nadja and, naja, and Laszlo? Uh, Natasha, hold
0: Natasha on. Natasha
1: something. She yeah, is... Come on, fact checker. <laughs> yeah Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so every, every one of the main four vampires are so good. Um, the, the guy who plays Nandor is hysterical. Uh, Just the... Each vampire, and this is kind of like a thing from um the movie.
0: Are you ready for me? Yes. Uh, Kayvon Novak. Mm-hmm is uh nandor, nandor matt barry uh natasha natasia natasha yep. i don't know how to say her last name and i'm not going to um harvey guillen yes and then mark Proch Proch, Proch. i can't say that either Probst, i'm bad with it? last names don't he, know, uh, I mean, he's,
1: he, he was he's, nate from the office in the office uh, he plays a uh, colin robinson and you have to call colin him by his robinson. full name it, it's just everyday situations with these vampires but there's that like there's a a through line of like an emotional core that runs uh with all four of them as well as Guillermo they're they're familiar Guillermo is hands down my favorite um everything he does he is a sweet summer baby child and he needs to be protected at all costs not so much Um, anymore uh, we uh spoilers um (laughs) Guillermo's arc has been fantastic uh in general and it is just you know What what really is there to say about it other than like it's it's just a genuinely funny show. Um, It's on FX, so it gets very lewd and very vulgar, which is shocking for a you know like a comedy that's just playing on TV. But like the hard fucks are dropped like three times an episode at least. It's it's never ceases to be hysterical. Um, (laughs) In season two. Fucking guy. Fucking in, in, guy. In season oh God, two, like it's, this is one of those shows that you can tell that uh, people in the industry really like it. And by that, I mean the people they managed to get as guest stars in the second season are, even in the first season, just kidding. Like they've gotten like Tilda Swinton, they've gotten um, uh, like Wesley Snipes was in it, they got, uh, what, what's the name of Benedict Wong? Benedict Wong um, Benedict they Wong. they got uh Haley Joel Osment um there's this like the amount of people uh sorry the big one uh Mark Hamill was in it uh this and he two. is he fantastic uh that's probably my favorite episode the one that Mark Hamill's in it's just it's so good and I'm try, I'm speaking vaguely because I really want people to go and watch the show go
0: watch it, it it's yeah.
1: only 20 episodes it's uh, you don't need to have watched um the movie it helps if you have watched the movie.
0: The movie is um, also great.
1: The movie is great. Uh, it helps to have watched the movie for reasons that you will see when you watch the show. It's, it's just fucking hysterical. I, I really, really highly recommend it. And it was a fun little distraction um, in quarantine. Uh, it was something that we've watched probably like three times all the way through at this point. Like it's just become one of our rotation shows. It's one of those. Highly recommend big thumbs up. Tiffany, I know you watched it a lot with me as well. So you probably have.
0: We quote it all the time. It's just I think for me it's like I love like the office because the office is just ridiculous people in a mundane world. And I love the idea of like vampires living in a mundane world, like having a job or, you know, having to go get groceries or having to do their laundry. Um like stuff like that it's just so it's just them in the everyday and like i think there's so much humor in taking people who you wouldn't expect to be doing those things like you think of vampires and and they, they they talk about it too like um vampires being very romanticized in in history and and the different things like that but then you see them like you know complaining that no one's turning the lights off like it's just it's just that juxtaposition is just always so funny to me and I like the the costumes are great the acting the like the cast is amazing the humor is spot on it's just fun it's just fucking fun I have nothing else to say I just go watch it please seriously
1: I I can't recommend it enough so uh, what we do in the shadows my number four Tiffany
0: That me I gotta look at my list. Okay, so this is when I get weird. So <laughs> this is when you get weird? That was pretty well, I had quick. one game. So I had one game. Um so my number 4 is going to be a new hobby that I kind of picked up and I'm still exploring it and um so this year obviously we couldn't do anything. I'm a big beach goer person. Um, and all the beaches were closed and that was a whole thing. Um, I also had a bunch of things get canceled. So like I I stopped training for um, different races that I was supposed to have run. Um, But I still wanted to do something that was outside. Um, And my two very good friends, the women that I trained with for uh, my marathon earlier this year, um, one of them is really into hiking and is kind of grown up hiking. Uh, So I spent... A f- good chunk of weekends this year hiking, <laughs> like hiking boots, covered in deep, hiking backpack, peeing in the woods, like hiking, not just like, oh, let's put our sneakers on and go for a jaunt on the rail trail. It was like, we're in the fucking woods. Like, I saw bear tracks. Um, and it was something that I never expected myself to enjoy. I'm going to tell the story that Dwight loves because um, it makes me feel like such a loser. Uh, when Dwight and I started dating, Dwight's a Boy Scout or Eagle Scout or whatever. Yeah. Eagle whatever Scout,
1: motherfucker. Show whatever.
2: him the respect that he has earned. Whatever.
0: You're one of those those things. Um, <laughs> so when we started dating, um, you were like right on the, the verge of like getting your Eagle Scout. So you were like still kind of in it. Um you and helped me with I'm,
1: my uh, Eagle project.
0: I did help you with your Eagle project. Um, so I remember there was one day we were walking uh one of the parks near your house and there were trails. And I'm like, I got my shorts on and like, you know, I'm like 50 pounds lighter. So I got my little short shorts and my flip flops and I'm all cute. And I'm just with my boyfriend and I'm, you know, we just started dating and we're in the woods and I'm freaking the fuck out because I can hear stuff and I don't know where I am. And Dwight, it's like, you're on the trail. There's markers. There's a trail. There's a path. You're fine. That's a snake. That's a chipmunk. It's fine. And I was like, I can't do this. I gotta go. And we literally turned around and went back out. And I was like, I'm. I i can not be in the woods. This is too scary. I C- hate it.
1: Can I just say, we we weren't in the woods. We <laughs> no, we know, had we had not made it to the woods yet. No, we, we, we we had made, we were maybe like fifty, maybe a hundred feet into this like well-marked public trail with a bunch of other people walking on it and tiffany was like i can't do it i can't do it we're done <laughs> Like she's is saying woods i'm sense. thinking like trees no it was like no. tall grass it was still like tall grass with it with a with, no. a, with no. a with a uh because with a mode still, yeah
0: hey. the sun was still shining with, with like, a mode through, path like there was in not coming us. through the trees it was like we were yeah if, was, if I
2: learned anything from Pokemon, you don't venture into the tall grass.
1: We were on route one. Like we were like there was it was the main <laughs> s- spots. There was no we were next to the tall grass. We did not go into the tall grass.
2: Oh,
0: OK. OK. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a woods person. I'm a like put some sunscreen on, hang out in my bathing suit at the beach kind of person. Ugh, like, eh. I know. I know. I know. I know. It hurts me. I couldn't do that this year. So, um and like Dwight and I had done we had done a mountain. We did Mount Monadnock in New Hampshire once and I did a uh, last summer I did a mount like a really a mountain quote unquote, a little it was it used to be a ski hill uh in our in our area. Um but earlier this year it was like do you want to go for a hike and I was like, "Yeah, I got like hiking boots that I have that I I guess and I don't know. Sure. Um, and like, I don't know if it was just because there's nobody out there. I don't know. I love doing things where I'm like sweaty and in the dirt, like being in my garden and all of that. So like the idea of like slathering myself up with DEET so I didn't get eaten by bugs and like you're sweating. I don't know. There was just something about it. I think we went to I think the first one we did, I was still marathon training and it was just like a more like bike trails than anything else, like up hills and stuff. And I was like, it was really fucking early. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. The birds are chirping. Like the sun is coming through the trees. Everything smells good. Like, what? It was just like this weird, like religious experience almost, like being in the woods and, and discovering like there's all this stuff that I could be doing. And then we did another hike um, in a state park and, like, actually having to to do a little bit of, like, climbing and, like, you know, kind of bracing yourself on stuff and getting to the top of, like, a fire tower. And, like, it just fucking blew my mind. It blew my mind. Um, I was with people I felt really safe with. Um, It just is something that I'm, like, yeah, like, sign me the fuck up for this let's go get lost in the woods, let's go explore. Um, I'm actually preparing for a New Year's Day hike um, with these same friends, so I'm really looking forward to it, like, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. This was my weird hobby that I picked up and I'm really looking forward to doing some more stuff next year. I just got Dwight some hiking boots for Christmas. I know. And I'm hoping to like kind of bring it back. I'm very excited for them.
1: I've had the same (laughs) pair of boots since I was 14
0: and it was time for some
1: (laughs) new ones. So I'm very excited for my new boots.
0: Yeah. And I think if I can get Dwight back into it, it's something we can do together and be outside. And like anytime I can get Dwight to be outside, I'm like, yes, let's go be outside together. (laughs) Because I also feel safe with you. You know how to start a fire. Like, you've done enough Boy Scout stuff where, like, you know, the, you know, like, how to look for trail markers. You know, like, you know that stuff. So, like, I think it'll come back to you really fast when you're out there. I was just
1: about to say, it it is amazing how much of that is just like ingrained knowledge in me now. Like, I'm in the woods. I have an idea of how to navigate. I know what I'm looking for. Like, I've, retained a lot of that it it was a fun little skill to kind of rediscover while on like the four little hikes that we went on this year
0: yeah yeah and and you said a skill it's like something that I'm really excited to kind of have in my back pocket a little bit and uh like it's something that is kind of neat Cause you can like start doing bigger mountains or a longer trip or like, there's like always like a next kind of thing. And there's so much stuff to do around here in new England. Like there's so many different little day hikes and, and mountains and all of that. So like, it's kind of cool. So I don't know, I don't know where it's going to go. It's just something I fell in love with this year. And I'm, you know, something else crazy to do when running kind of failed me because everything got canceled. <laughs> so yeah, that's my four. Hiking, being in the woods. I think I said I live in the woods now, basically for the entire year. So yeah. I told you, it's get weird now. It's weird now.
1: So Tiffany's number four hiking.
0: Hiking in the
1: woods. Alex. Um I think you said you only had the one, so I will continue Oh wait, no. <laughs> yeah, no, number yeah, four? My-
2: my entire list was just that one thing. I'm, I'm just here to listen to you guys talk for the rest of the episode, um, which is just, you know, for a change of pace from the normal episodes <laughs> where I just talk at you guys. Um, so my number four, in keeping with the not theme that Tiffany had, but with what Dwight did, I'm just basically going to copy. If I have something on my list that kind of matches Dwight's, I'm just going to do that. Because I know nothing that I have will matched
0: Tiffany. Because nope. like I said, Tiffany's the only adult. Nope. On
1: well, then you're screwed. Because my next one matches Tiffany's one to one.
0: I'm the oh. most I'm the most well-rounded. Shit. I'm uh, just well-rounded. I, I'm the most round. So
1: wrong. Uh, that's that's fucking wrong. Have uh, you seen my yeah. belly? It is a perfect sphere. I'm
0: the second most round at this point. I I I can't have lost
2: my like placement in the most round category. I I at least am number two. Yeah,
1: you there's are definitely no, equal to where you were. There's are.
2: no way I am lower on the list of roundness than Tiffany. You may be. I, I must be number two. Come on, guys. We're tied for two then, because I'm looking pretty round. So my number four is a TV show, because Dwight talked about a TV show. Um, this show... Uh, is something that came out this year that when I when I first heard about it, which was like, I don't know, three weeks before it started airing, I got really excited about it because it is um, created by, written, and directed by one of my favorite sci-fi guys of the recent era, which is Alex Garland, who people might know from he wrote and directed um Ex Machina, and then he did the adaptation of Annihilation a couple years after that. So, this is a TV miniseries that came out on, I believe, also FX. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was also FX. And it is a sci fi show about a company in Silicon Valley that is developing something mysterious. I, I don't know that it's really spoilers to talk about what they are developing, but you're not supposed to know what it is during the first episode.
1: Did you say the name Um, of the show? Did I miss it?
2: Oh, sorry. The show is called Devs. Okay, yeah, I did not. I might have forgotten to say that. So the show is called Devs. It stars this actress who I don't remember how to say her name, but she plays a character called Lily Chan. Her um. It's about her, but the first episode, she's kind of a side character because it's about her – the first episode is about her boyfriend, and he gets a promotion at work where he works for this company called Amaya, and they are a, like, Silicon Valley, develop, like, tech developer, and he gets a promotion to work in this super secret um, – section of the company and the company is owned and run by um, this guy called Forrest, who's played by nick offerman who's phenomenal in this um and he goes into this company and it we you find out in the first episode that he's actually trying to spy for the russian government if i remember correctly and he tries to steal some of the code and take it out And he ends up – they find him dead the next morning, uh, apparently self-immolated. And then it's about – the rest of the show is about her trying to figure out what happened while also figuring out, like, coming across, like, more weird stuff. And then she ends up getting promoted to this secret team, and she starts figuring out what they're doing. And it's very interesting – And like uh, Alex Garland's other work, it's very philosophical. Um, This one is more about um, kind of fate and destiny. And if the future is deterministic, which, which is to say, like, the moment we're born, everything that we're going to do for the rest of time is out of our hands. It is already set in stone. Uh, or if we have free will. That's kind of what the basis of the show is about. And it's told from a very um, mathematical and scientific point of view, where they, because they're, they're programmers, they're talking about programming things. So it's very eloquently put, um, especially when uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Stephen Henderson, I think, might be his name. He's um, a short, bald, like
1: McKinley? black actor. Stephen McKinley.
2: Stephen McKinley.
1: That that's the name of somebody who's in the show.
2: Um, he plays the character's name is Stuart. I can tell you that much.
1: Yes, Stephen McKinley. Okay,
2: so Stewart. Um, all of his scenes are really, really good. He he's a great in it. And I know he's going to be in Dune next year, which makes me even more excited for it because I love him from the show. Um, The show is really good, especially if you like Alex Garland's Garland's style because it's it's very much in the same vein as Ex Machina and Annihilation, the two things that I already talked about. Um, But I know a lot of other people have problems with his pacing because his stuff kind of stews in this like philosophical realm and likes to just like focus on conversations instead of progressing plot sometimes, which I really enjoy, but um, other people might not. I freaking love this show. It's one of those shows kind of like a haunting of Hill house. I finished it and then immediately watched it again because I was just really wrapped up in the characters, what they were talking about, I wanted to go back and revisit things to see if they had new context now that I knew everything that was going on. And it's just as enjoyable the second time around. It's, it's a really, really well-done show. Miniseries, actually. Not show. Miniseries.
1: I remember seeing the uh, the advertisements for this show, and it looked uh, very interesting because I'm a big fan of Nick Offerman. A little bit sad that apparently he's not in it that much, or at least his character. Don't, don't you don't need to answer. Um, uh-huh. But uh, it's one of those things where it, it just never. I never found the time for it, but it sounds really interesting now. So knowing that it's a like it's just it's only eight episodes, right? So it's eight episodes and yeah. done. Uh, that's uh, very interesting to me. So I'm I'm all for that. I think that's been a. Um, a a trend this year. There's been several mini or limited series that are like just eight episodes or ten episodes, and it's like, boop, we're done. This is yeah. the story we want to tell, which um I really appreciate and I like. I think that you know Hill House has kind of maybe started that trend, or I might be wrong on that, but that's the first one that I actively noticed, I, and it's it's happening more and more, which is phenomenal.
2: I I don't know that it's happening necessarily more often but it's happening on more networks than it used to because certain networks used to be known for doing limited series. It used to be like AMC and HBO were like all limited series. Now you're constantly getting it or, or like also Netflix did a lot of limited series before and they still do, but now you're getting it from like kind of more mainstream networks like like FX, like Fox does limited series now. And you're just like, what? I watched a limited series recently that was ABC. And I was like, I thought ABC only did shitty sitcoms. Um, So like, I I guess, I don't know. I don't feel like it happens more frequently, but I feel like it's more places, which might be the same thing. Um, But like, I feel like they've spread the wealth more instead of just me watching hbo all day for their limited series now i have to go everywhere which i like it has been a really i i've always loved limited series kind of like um i've always loved short run comics where where they're just like this is a this is a 5 issue run that's the whole story that's it and i've always loved that um same thing with anime. Like, I, I never got big into long-form anime with, like, even DBZ kind of bores me where it's just like, hey, we got 300 episodes. Watch them all. I want to watch 26 episodes of anime and love every minute of it. Um, so limited series, I feel like, are always really great for me. Um, and this was one – This I watched it week to week. I, and it was right at the beginning of – Uh, quarantine that it started i think i think the first episode was right before quarantine and then the second episode was into quarantine so i would watch it right when it released every every week and it's it's really good i i was actually really surprised when i talked to my friends and nobody else watched it i was like oh okay i guess i was the only one you should all go watch it now
1: (laughs) i remember seeing advertisements for it while we were watching what we do in the shadows
2: It's an FX show, so it makes sense.
1: Very cool. So Alex is number four, the TV show, and he's going to talk for five minutes before saying the name of it, Dev.
0: (laughs) Devs. Mm, Devs.
1: Pluralize. Agree agree to disagree. Um, (laughs) So that's back to me for number 3 and uh, I am going to need some help on this one. So yeah, this I'm going to Yeah, so I'm going to reach into my bag of tricks and I'm going to call in to a very big special <sighs> guest. Everybody get ready as I'm going to bring her in. Uh Tiffany, can you help me with this one? Um It's me. Hi. Yeah. We, we, I fooled you all. Um <laughs> I
2: was so confused as to what was happening. I thought you were about to pull a person out of your ass and like put them on the chair next to you and be like here's the person. It wouldn't
1: have been a person though then it would have been, I would have pulled myself out of my ass and then it would have become another person.
2: Right, right. (laughs) That's how babies are
0: born. It would have have been me or Alex coming out of your butt like because we were were you in your butt at the beginning of this episode and then you would have (laughs) pulled us out of your butt and then we became our own person.
1: So in January of this year... (laughs) Tiffany and I said, "Tiffany, you know what you should do? You should run a a, a full ass marathon. A full but, ass marathon. But Tiffany, if you're yeah. going to run a full ass marathon, are you just going to run it? You're not going to run it just down the street. No, 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 no. What, 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 what are you going to do?"
0: Uh. I said if I was ever going to run a full marathon, the place that I would want to run the full marathon would be in Walt Disney World in Florida.
1: Yep. So we went to Montana and (laughs) Tiffany ran. Just kidding. No. We went to Walt Disney World uh, in January and it was a ton of fun. Tiffany got to run her marathon. She can regale you with that story. I
3: will tell you.
1: Um, I got to go to the planet of Batu. Um, where I had a as close to a religious experience as I possibly could have had when I picked the purple kyber crystal to put into my peace and justice, peace and justice, Pe- justice and defense, defense, and protect, protection, and defense into my old lightsaber that I salvaged scrap from right under the nose of those fucking imperials. They can go straight to hell. The first order, and I—I wow. I created a lightsaber, and uh, I've never—that uh, was the last time I felt alive. And um, it's been a sad year for me, guys. I'm just kidding. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Like we had a really, really great time. Uh, this was the first time that we um, used a, a travel agent, mm-hmm. and so th- this was somebody who actually like helped us plan our vacation because when tiffany and i usually we've been to disney once or twice um and and when we go it's really we've gone so many times at this point that it's really just like a fuck it we'll wing it and so we just go we you know we get whatever food we can find on the day we just kind of like pick random fast passes we
0: stay off property We rent a car.
1: We tend tend to stay off property. We tend to rent a car. We tend to go to Universal as well. We we do a bunch of things in this one uh, large trip. And this time we were just focused on Disney. So we had our travel agent help us book uh, uh, on Disney property. We did exclusively Disney. I did not drive a car the entire time I was down there, uh, which is very nice, um, but also a nightmare, but very nice. Um, (laughs) And... It was super awesome like I feel like, I'm sure we've talked about it but like we got to eat at like some of like the nicest restaurants that I've been to in Disney um like they were just like the food was fantastic and it was nice to like kind of have your day kind of planned in that way where it was like okay we have to be here by by one o'clock because that's our, our, our lunch reservation and uh, it was nice to have that taken care of for you um we got to do all four of the parks we got to drink around That's the world I, was talk about. Uh, I can leave that to tiffany um we did you know animal kingdom we did magic kingdom we did epcot we did mgm or whatever the fuck it's called now hollywood, hollywood studios, studios which is really just Batu. let's be honest here um it was a really fun vacation. We hadn't been to Disney since our honeymoon, which was five years at that point. Yeah. Um, so it had been a hot second, which is, I think, <laughs> this is so uh, dumb and like privileged. But we, uh, I think, yeah. that was the longest uh, gap of us not going to Disney. In our relationship, Or going to
0: Florida, because yeah. we hadn't always gone to Disney, but...
1: Touche. But
0: going to Orlando. When
1: you say go to Disney, I mean go to Orlando. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> it's um, two different
0: things, but yeah. It is. I
1: go to Orlando, Florida, and go to a theme park. It, it was the longest stretch in our relationship, which is just kind of funny. Um, so yeah, it, that trip was uh, easily one of the highlights of the year, and it was just so much fun. Uh, but it was fun for Tiffany for a different reason.
0: Yeah, this was my number uh three three three? we on three um because i wanted to do something crazy that i never said that i said i was never gonna do ever because it's fucking crazy um but i trained for i and i talked about this if you go back in all those episodes last year but i basically spent like nine months training for a six months nine months a long time training for a marathon it was fucking crazy um and I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So spent all summer, all winter training. And I, like, I can't even describe one running 26.2 miles. I didn't run the whole thing. Granted, I'm very slow. Uh, my, my marathon was like six and a half hours. Um, finishing a marathon is fucking insane. The most insane thing. I have done to date it's fucking crazy when you realize that at the end you're like I was just on my feet for six and a half hours and I've traveled 26.2 miles um but the whole Disney marathon experience is so fucking crazy because you have like we flew in and then you got to go to the expo and pick up your number and there's all these people and all these vendors and all these things and like the vibe is like so high and then like the day of the marathon like i got up at like three in the morning and like you have to be on the bus you're there the race starts at like 5 6 a.m and it's just you're running through fucking disney world you're you start an epcot and they're just running through all of the parks you are running like you are literally just like the park's not open and you're in Magic Kingdom just running through the fucking castle. Like, the moment... I have a video of it. I posted it on social media over um, over the summer. But, like, the moment of, like, running into the Magic Kingdom through some, like, weird back door. And I think I've already talked about this. I don't care. Um, and just seeing the castle and I just, like, bawled my eyes. <laughs> it was just this, like all of that time and all of that training like leading up to this moment was just like holy fucking shit i'm doing this i am here i am doing this like it was it was wild it was also so hot that day it was like 90 percent humidity like 80 fucking degrees it's the hottest marathon i think it was they've been doing it for over 20 years it was the hottest one on record people are dropping left and right and i'm just like this is the fucking best like let's go they they had
1: to cut the course because they did it was
0: So, yeah, they cut the course because it was so hot. We were supposed to run through one of the water parks and it like because of how hot it was and the water park wasn't open. So, like it was just pavement, concrete, and it was just so hot. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to reroute this. So I actually finished my last like mile in the parking lot near the Porta Potties. And that's how I actually finished my first marathon because I'm like I'm not just going to cross the finish line at 25 miles and go oh cool I guess I'm done I'm like well I got to finish it I have to have my watch say I did the distance um and then the whole trip was so cool because like I've I stayed on Disney property once um when I won a trip when I was in seventh grade um and so it had been you know almost 20 years since I had stayed on Disney property and I've never done it as an adult so it was cool to like stay on property you know be immersed in the experience like it's it's such a different trip than you and I usually take where we like we like find a cheaper hotel that has free breakfast so we can just like you know, eat a bowl of cereal and call it a day or we run to Walmart and get snacks so we can bring stuff in the car and like go out to the car and eat it and like we do we did a lot of like in the past a lot of corner cutting to save money, which is always kind of fun too. It feels kinda of like fun and creative and like that's how always how i vacation i know you you did that too as a kid
1: it, it was always like if we stay at this hotel we'll save this amount of money and then we'll yeah. roll that money mm-hmm. into staying an extra day it was always mm-hmm. like that type of like we would set like a, a budgetary limit to yeah. an extent and then we would like how can we squeeze every minute of vacation out of this mm-hmm. and this time um we didn't because we we specifically planned a, a more truncated a, uh, vacation
0: and it was a special trip it was a trip for marathon weekend and it was like a big deal and it was just fucking cool how many times did i cry like every night
1: yeah you would you would just like look at me and you were like oh god i'm with him still
0: It it feels so stupid to say it like as an adult but there's something so magical about disney world and like if you're into disney like if you're not into disney like it's not going to matter to you but if you're like a disney person like being in that space is just so it feels so good it feels so comfortable it feels so familiar like we waited in line for so many character photo ops and so many silly things and it just felt nice to be like, yeah, I know you're a person in a costume, but I don't fucking care because I'm in Disney World and this is this is fun and I get to like kind of not be an adult for a little bit and I can just enjoy like being part of like my favorite movies or, you know, meeting my favorite characters and kind of being along for the ride. like. And I think that the, the actors kind of appreciate that too. We had a couple interactions with some of the costume characters where like you could tell they were so sick of just like interacting with little kids all day who were just like what like it was nice to have adults who weren't there just with their kids being like okay let's take a picture it was like we wanted to like engage and like that was super fun like we we hogged a bunch of time (laughs) with a lot of them because they were just having fun
1: it's not (laughs) hogging if the the costume characters are the ones driving the interaction in that way that's the way i do it
0: um, yeah <laughs> it, that's
1: that is the costume characters in general are something that like you know i i do feel a little self-conscious like always like right before going up but they do do a good know, job right, yeah. of like you know pulling you out of that moment and like yeah. l- like you forget that you're in a line and you're in a theme park and it, it really is a well uh done uh situation that they they put you in it, it's fantastic my
0: favorite character experience was when we were at epcot okay so dwight and i drank around the world
1: yeah, you want to talk about around. that.
0: <laughs> we drank around the world. We started in Mexico. We fucking drank around the world by the time we and it was extra magic hours that day, so the park was open later. And, by the time we got to And we like Canada, lapped the world
1: twice. It was insane. <laughs> We, we didn't drink it all of them twice but it was just like we bounced around because it was like we, we got like halfway it, yeah. through it, and then we we're like oh let's go we have a fast pass for something like on the other side of the world so we had to go all the way back to like spaceship earth like halfway but, through and then.
0: but also we had been drinking all day so we were just like it's true. in like a stupor the best character interaction that i had in disney world was at epcot i am drunk out of my mind and mary poppins was like floating around and like I'm like on Literally. the curb. I think we had just come from the pub across the street. We're in we're in England. And I came from uh, the pub. I think pub. we had
1: just come from Pooh. Uh, we were in line. We for, come from Pooh. We were in line for 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 Pooh Bear. But,
0: but we had previously we had just been we just like finished another round of beers. Yes, and like we, we went had. to see Pooh. And then we
1: went to go see Pooh Bear and then we saw Poppins like walking out, like as if she was leaving.
0: Leaving, coming back. Yeah. And like I'm on the like, she like stops and like this is from what I remember. Again, I'm drunk. She, like, looks at me and, like, point because I've been wearing my medal in my ears the whole time. And she just, like, I, I don't even know what she said to me. Can't even tell you. But it was just this fucking weird interaction. And I was so happy because Mary Poppins just, like, fucking called me out in the middle of the street. Drunk-ass me. Mary Poppins is like, hey, you. <laughs> She she singled
1: Tiffany out. It was
0: she singled
1: me out. And well, it was one of those things where like we hadn't seen Mary Poppins, and so we were standing in line to go see Pooh. Excited, and because Pooh is my favorite, and Tiffany uh, saw Poppins walking, and she was like, "Oh, let's go!" And I was like, "This it was the last, um, it was the last uh, interaction of Pooh Bear for the day, and like if we got out of line, like odds are we weren't going to be able to make it." And so she was like, "No, okay, we'll stay." And so like Mary Poppins was walking around, and it was like, "Oh." characters are done so she's gonna be gone soon sorry we yeah. we didn't get to it was see like her. her
0: time slot was over
1: well, yeah exactly happened. like her like sorry. meet and greet time slot was all over yeah. so we were standing in line for pooh bear we we do the pooh bear experience we get out we go through the gift shop and that's when like we kind of uh we, we walked out and we were kind of like taking a breather right out in front of like the the uh london shop. gift shop yeah. thing and then poppins walks by and like <laughs> Not grabs Tiffany, but is like she went. She made a beeline for her. He it was it was adorable
0: me. to watch. I can only imagine what it seemed like. I would just like
2: to say that <laughs> Dwight just said the words Pooh is my favorite." I and, did, and I thought, he, I, like I was talking because that sounds like something I would say.
1: That's why I tried to say Pooh oh. Bear a bunch or Winnie the, right. but I didn't say Winnie, Winnie the, the. But
0: yes, Pooh Pooh you didn't is, my say favorite.
1: Poo is my favorite. I did. I did say Poo is my favorite.
0: But it just, it was just cool. Like wearing the medal and my ears and I had my shirts that I bought that said like, hey, I finished. It just felt cool. Like you were walking around the whole time and people were like, oh, wow, congratulations. Or like, oh, did you do, you know, what races? Because they had races all weekend. Um, One of which is like where you run the 5K The 10K, the half marathon, and the marathon back to back to back days. The dopey challenge, which you'd have to be pretty big dopey to do that, but which the the next time I go, the next time I go, I will be doing it because I just I'm a glutton for punishment. But people were just like, oh wow, you did the marathon, or oh like the you know that's really awesome, and it was just this nice thing like one I was wearing it because I had earned it and I was like I'm wearing it this is like the one time where it's acceptable and the one place it's acceptable to wear your fucking ears and celebrate stuff and nobody looks at you weird because it's all part of the experience but it was just so nice to have people like hey congrats like oh wow great job it was really hot yesterday like wow even running through the parks like that day when the parks were open and they had things kind of sectioned off and people were given high fives and they had signs and they were cheering. And it was like, this is like the most incredible experience. Like if, if you are a person who has ever wanted to run a marathon or a half marathon or a 5k or a 10k, like it's, and it's like a milestone race for you, like fucking do it, spend the money and fucking do it. It is just, it is amazing. It is just it is something I'm never gonna forget. Um, and then six weeks later, I ran another marathon that was not as fun because <laughs> I got lost and I almost died. So
1: <laughs> I, I got to ride in the Millennium Falcon, and that was um, awesome. Yeah. The the best. So um, for for the longest time, uh, my. Uh, we, we like to do theme parks and my favorite theme, theme park ride for the longest time was uh, harry potter and the forbidden journey uh, at universal studios yeah. in orlando florida uh it's just like <laughs> such a fantastic use of um the ride motion with projection with live action animatronics um and you might be thinking dwight why are you talking about something from not disney because that ride was displaced uh By the rise of the resistance, which was hands down the best theme park experience I have ever had. Full stop, period, no no, no qualifiers. It was unbelievable. I had the biggest, dopiest smile on my face from the second we stepped in the queue. The queue is a part of the of the ride. Like it, it feels like you're you're in like a 45-minute ride because of how long it takes to get through the, the queue and everything. But like the the minute you step in the queue, the experience starts. And it is not what I was expecting. I had no I went into it blind, which was the best thing I could have done. It there was at least two sequences where my, I literally, like, was speechless. I Like, my jaw dropped. I could not, like, believe what I was seeing and what was happening and how it happened. It was amazing. And, yeah, I, I cannot wait to ride it again. it is. It was the best theme park ride I've ever had in my life. So, number three, unless you have anything yeah. to say, Tiffany?
0: I don't know. It, I, I don't. I could gush about it forever, but that was just something we did at the beginning of this year before the world went to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm I'm happy we got to go. I'm yep. happy that I did the marathon. Um, I had signed up for it again this coming year, but the marathon got canceled. So, yay, hooray. Uh, but I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back to marathon uh, marathon training. soon Soon enough
2: you want to know how long 2020 has felt for me
0: yeah i
2: couldn't remember if i went to in to disney this year
1: you did go to (laughs) disney but i think it was last year
2: no it was it was 2018 oh shit (laughs) okay i i was like i was like oh yeah i was like didn't i go to disney in february and i went no no i didn't (laughs) maybe it was last year no no, twenty year before that.
1: Twenty twenty has been so long that when when we came back from Disney, it was because uh, we went in the middle of January, like the, yeah. towards the end of January.
0: It was it was it was like the eighteenth, which is like the
1: but but it was, it, the 18th was the eighteenth when week, we left or when we came home?
0: I think when we came home.
1: Okay, okay, so middle. Yeah, so um, it was
0: like mid mid January.
1: We we came home and I built my lightsaber and it, that's not something that like you, you bring around with you type of deal but i built it and i was really excited about it and alex was like i'm gonna come over and i'm gonna see it alex has still never seen my lightsaber you never got to come over and see my lightsaber and it's not even exciting anymore because i've had it for a year
2: like, it's still exciting who I'm, gives a fuck? I'm still excited about okay, it good. i'm glad I, and when i come see your lightsaber i'll bring my lightsaber
1: and we'll have a lightsaber fight It'll be awesome. But your
2: lightsaber's cooler because, you know, you got it
0: at Star
2: Wars. I built it. Yeah, Oh, we're talking
0: about lightsabers, actual lightsabers. Yes, we are
3: are going
1: to
2: show each other our penises. Oh. We'll sword fight with those. But we're actually talking about lightsabers. Got it. Got it.
1: Yeah. So number three for Tiffany and me, Disney. Disney.
0: Disney. Disney.
1: Number three, Disney, Tiffany and me. Alex, go. Yeah. Uh,
2: me am Alex. I don't know what to talk about because Disney isn't on my list. Uh, so I guess what I'm going to talk about is music. Ooh. I don't really have much to talk about because we talked in depth about this, uh, earlier this year. But, uh, this summer... It was summer, right? Was was it like? Was it summer? Was it September? I. I what are you talking about? Mr. I, Wives. Assume Mr. Wives. Wives. I, yeah, I assume Mr.
1: It Wives. Yeah, I assume it
2: was summer. Yeah, I thought it was the summer. So it was summer because I
0: was mowing the lawn, listening to it.
2: Mr. Wives released a new album this year uh, called Super Bloom. Which was amazing, and if you want to hear us talk about it, go listen to the episode where we talked about it with
3: Brian? Question mark.
2: Billy? Was
3: Question mark.
2: I I want it, uh, Jess? I, it. Jess? Was it Jess? Was it Maddie?
0: No, when Jess, I think when was it Jess?
2: It was somebody that listens to Mister Wives, I which could have like... been could have been Brian, could have been Jess, could have been Maddie could have been was kyle on this summer i I don't i don't fucking know
0: i think it was brian and then i think jess we talked about it when jess was on
2: Ooh yeah jess might have been on like a week
0: or two after and we talked about it with her jess was talking i think it was jess who was talking about the aces which was i also started listening to which are also very good yeah
2: so mr wives released a new album called super bloom came out this summer and As somebody who was already into Mr. Wives, because my friends got me into it, I was super excited for this album. I listened to it nonstop for probably two or three weeks after it came out. And then I would throw it on from time to time after that. And then two weeks ago, question mark, they did um, like a live concert. It wasn't actually live, but they did a concert online where they just played the whole album.
0: Oh, I never went to that. How was it?
2: <laughs> it, was, it was really, really good. It was awesome. It kind of contextualized songs in a way that I hadn't really thought about them. And it kind of recontextualized the album for me mm-hmm. as a story from start to finish, which I, I hadn't really pieced that together. But... Um, I I, so Corey, Jess, and I all watched the the concert together, and while we were watching it, we were talking, and we were talking about how how, like how it felt like a story and how it felt contextualized. And then Jess went online and started looking things up. Apparently, Mandy Lee and the drummer I can't remember his name had broken up. Just saw this just now. they, They they had broken up and were going through a divorce and. Um, a lot of the songs were written from that point of view uh, by because Mandy Lee writes most of their songs. and a lot of it was written about like uh, how dealing with loss and dealing with like pushing through that that sort of those sorts of feelings and you know, oh, like over the rainbow is kind of like a weird turning point in the in the album. And uh, it's really, it's it's a, such a good album having watched that concert and then gone back and listened to the album I I got a lot more value out of it um, it's, it, it was really good it it's one of those things like we we talked about or uh, like I talked about with Celeste it's one of those things that stuck with me through the rest of the year like after i listened to it i kept coming back to it over and over again it wasn't just
0: kind of like a a one-shot sort of thing um this is blowing my fucking mind i just just was when a wikipedia to look at this album came out in july that they they divorced and i was like what the this i know Wow. That that I need to go back now cuz that gives it so much more context. I
2: know. Wow. And and wow. it was the the live show, I call it a live show. It was yeah. pre-recorded, yeah. but they had played basically a concert. Mm-hmm. They took breaks at certain points to do like costume changes, which were very clearly cut and then like they took yeah. a break, but for the uh, the rest of it they played like four songs in succession with no cuts. And then took a break, set scene change, costume change. Um, But in between each song, um, many Lee read like poems that were kind of thematically about what was going on, which was really cool. It was that experience on its own was really great uh, as well as the album over the course of the year was, was great.
0: Wow. Wow. That album is so fucking good. It is so... I don't talk about music a lot, but that was an album that I just... I also kept coming back to for the entire summer. It just is so fucking good. Yeah? I was telling everybody about it. Anytime anybody would be like, oh, I need new music, I was like, Mr. Wives, Super Bloom, go listen to it, please. 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 I'm
2: I'm pretty sure at this point all my friends listen to Mr. Wives, so... I don't. All All my all my friends Dwight oh I was going
1: I do not listen to Mr. Wives so I wouldn't well uh, what
2: does that say about you I you guess
1: we're, we are not friends um yep. this is kind of cool they're they're also on Fueled by Ramen Tiffany so there is no I just
0: looked at that so there's
1: a very real chance that they might tour with All Time Low that would be I, that would that be a good show to go to
0: oh fuck
2: <laughs> I, I, I don't think Tiffany likes either of those bands I've never I even know.
1: heard of either of them that I just said um Virtual wow. concerts in general this year have been a really cool thing. Um I really I think we'll touch on this more later, but like yeah. uh Tiffany and I managed to catch a few of them like uh we we watched the guy from The Atari's play some oh, albums. Uh, we watched some Newfound yeah. Glory. He just
0: sat there on Facebook Live and Instagram Live just with his guitar and just did acoustic and it was like fucking amazing cuz I was one of The Atari's are one of the bands that I've never seen live but but the Atari's really is just Chris Rowe so yeah
1: it's it it's been a really cool way for artists to connect with their fans in that like personal like Mm -hmm. one on not a large number um and it's felt really really cool like very personal and very uh intimate uh and so yeah the 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 fact that you got to see a Mr. Wise version of that is really really awesome and Um, I hope in the future that even though I know live music will come back um, Mm -hmm. in some capacity, I hope they keep up some – our bands keep up this style of interaction as well because I think it helps you connect with the band a lot more. And we were – I think it was All Time Low. We were listening to one of their – uh their after party chats mm-hmm. or whatever and somebody had said like that this is a way not a lot oh, of pe- not, was
0: Alex was talking about it
1: yeah about how like during yeah. their meet and greets people were like we don't usually get a chance to come and see you or this is. it's just a very affordable a very way uh, easy way to ha- have a lot of people access the music like well, for- would you like I maybe you would have gone to a Mr. Wives concert Alex but this is something where like it, it became an easily available thing where you could relax and watch with two of your best friends, and or, yeah, because yeah, I'm not a friend. So, <clears throat> but like even uh, just yeah.
0: people who have people who have social anxiety or people who have disabilities um, that can't be at a concert or can't be at a concert and enjoy it, um, or people who have you know who are like immunocompromised and can't be out in public. Like it's a nice, it's a nice way to have access to that live music or that pre-recorded music in a way that like validates everybody's experience. So I like Mm -hmm. it. I'm glad they did it. I'm sad. I I, like totally forgot about it. There's been a few that I haven't done and I, I kind of wish I did more. I almost
2: texted you to remind you You about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, I'm sure that she'll remember if she wants to do it. And if she forgot about it, she probably wasn't that
0: interested in it. So I never texted you. It's Okay. I forgot. I'm going to buy the vinyl though of that album because it's so fucking good.
2: Solid. I really wanted to get
1: Give a, a
2: t-shirt up. of theirs from the album but yeah. it's uh, it's sold out on their website so I'm just going to cry. Okay.
0: <laughs> so good. <laughs> These segues are terrible. Or is this a segue? Are you done? I don't know if anybody's done. I keep like
3: just sitting done, in awkward Alex?
0: silence.
2: I... Um, am I done? Um, in like a philosophical sense or just in terms Both. of the, the thing I was talking about? Alex Both. is
1: number three, Mr. <laughs> Wives, Suppa Bloom.
0: Suppa Bloom and subsequent Suppa, Suppa Concert. <laughs> Can we please say super? Suppa, <laughs> Suppa Concert. You're hurting supper my Bloom. soul. Supper Bloom. So... <sighs>
1: Speaking of streaming, um, my yeah. and music, uh, kind of um, well, kind
0: of and OnlyFans. Ooh, I'm that's actually me I'm, eating I'm, pizza. Yeah,
1: I'm starting in OnlyFans. It's just, um, it's just uh, my right butt cheek fully clothed, uh, a different picture of it every day. Different picture, Ooh, different. You know um, what?
2: As somebody who joins your stream every time and asks you to show me your butt. I will subscribe. <laughs> I
1: had you in mind when I created it. But speaking <laughs> of stream, um, I think I might have talked about this like the last time, uh, the two years ago. But regardless, it still holds up and it's still true. Uh, I started doing even more streaming this year um, to the point where mm-hmm. I uh, I, know, I know I've know i talked about this already. But like I, I made Affiliate uh, on Twitch, which was just a really cool, really surreal moment for me um it was not my goal it was not something i like i set out to do which was really nice um and there's a reason for why i I actively hit this that, that we'll talk about as my number one um but just streaming in general has become something that i've i've put a little bit more energy towards um i have been making some minor like upgrades and investments and things um one of like my, my philosophies behind it at this point is because I have made, uh, people have started you know doing subscribing and stuff like that to it. Um, and a certain amount of money goes back to the streamer when that happens. And my philosophy of this is because people are giving me money while I am streaming, I am going to turn around and put everything that I get there back into the stream which is what I've done. So I've like been able to upgrade my microphone, which Alex even said sounded better. Um, I'm, Tiffany was nice enough to get me like a ring light for Christmas, so it's it's been this really slow, small, piecemeal experimentation thing that I've been doing. And it has been a lot of fun uh, interacting with like the chat and uh, just like playing, I played through Super Mario on it. I'm going through Zelda right now on it. It's just a lot of Nintendo games that I enjoy. Um, And just, you know, it's not something I've been doing every, like, I haven't gotten to, like, a consistent rhythm, but it's something that I want to do more going forward into the new year. Um, Streaming has been a lot of fun, and it's been a a fun way of, like, interacting with uh, my friends. And some of the other things that, like, I did stream there was, like, the Friday the 13th stuff, which was... Some of the most fun I had this year playing video games was uh, streaming and playing Friday and uh, Phasmaglobia. I know that's not what it's called. Uh, with Alex and Billy and you know Kyle and, and Corey and Jesse and everybody else who was there. Um, I think Swizzy was there for at least one of them. It was yep. tons of fun. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed that and just you know phasmophobia is another game that i'm sure we'll get back to at some point especially when they make more upgrade updates i don't know if you've did you play it again after people uh, we
2: we played the prison map twice now i think twice maybe three times um it's fun it's still fun they mm-hmm. the game hasn't changed enough that we're gonna be playing a lot but yeah as they keep keep adding stuff we're gonna keep like picking it back up and it's fun to play if if anyone messaged me and was like hey you want to play fast phobia i'd be like yeah i'm in for a couple maps like no matter what it's not the kind of game that i would say no i'm not in the mood Mm -hmm. because it's it's simple yeah it's simple and fun and it's more about dicking around with your friends than anything
1: yeah at at no point did i feel like the urge or push to like complete everything or like i like if I even when I died, I was just like, whatever. Like it, it did not really matter or affect me because it was about the fun that I was having with the people. Yeah. Um, and it was nice to be able to like share that on stream uh with you guys as well. Um yeah. so that that's been been a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed streaming this year. Something like I said, something I hope to do more of and I'm definitely gonna be doing more of next year. Um, in some capacities, which we may talk about as my number one. So Twitch yeah. streaming. Number four, number two for Dwight.
2: I think my my favorite thing coming out of your stream is your emotes.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, the emotes. Yeah, are I so wanted to mention that as well. Rad. That's
1: that's something that like you know I commissioned Maddie from Art of Maddie. You may have heard of her. Um, she's getting pretty big now. Um, I've commi- We I commissioned her to do some emotes. I need to commission her to do a couple more now because I have another slot. Um, You're so good. Uh, this might be the leverage we need. I might. Incorporate. We need Kyle with big anime tiddlies. That's like a thing. I, I don't. I don't fully get that joke, um, but I know that it's important to people. It's important to my friends, uh, except for Alex. So I want want them to be happy.
2: There isn't a joke to get. That is the joke. That, that like the joke is we want Kyle with animated tiddlies.
1: Good. Okay. Um, okay. So my number two. Streaming on Twitch with all of you. Also, like Alex, mm-hmm. one of my favorite streams, one of my absolute favorite streams that we did was yeah. the was the randomizer. The uh, yeah. Well, no, the, the charity stream, yes, oh, but that also team. led into us streaming Super Mario as well. Like yeah. both of those were the both times that we streamed um, the randomizer was so much fun.
2: It it is such a fun experience, and I want to like I want to keep doing it. And I've been trying to think of other things that we could stream together. But, like, that's just the thing that I keep coming back to because randomizers, A, are a lot of fun, especially for games that you're familiar with, which is probably why I've been enjoying Celeste Randomizer. But, like, Super Mario 64 is a game that both of us play, have played a lot, and randomizing it kind of changes how the game works. So each time we play it, it's a little fresh and, like, new feeling. And there's doing it co-op the way we have been has been uh it requires a lot more like conversation between the two of us talking about why things are fun why things aren't which makes it easier for other people to watch if they don't really understand it because like we're we're gonna be like oh man it sucks that this star is over here or something and then we can explain why it's the randomizer has been a lot of fun and it's been fun to experience because both of us came into it new. Mm -hmm. I had played it once on stream last charity stream, not this year, last year. So I had a little familiarity with it, but we're both really experiencing it brand new together.
1: And, and it's a lot of fun because I feel like it's been accentuating both of our individual strengths with the game. And it's been fun to kind of like, deviate the tasks in that situation and yep. i mean i honestly think we're pretty evenly matched in terms of because like in the last one you you got more um boards than i did if i'm not mistaken uh, uh
2: yeah i i might i may i think i got a few more than you yeah i came out to a strong start i started strong you finished
0: strong yeah I but- always finishes strong yeah <laughs> top 10 things
1: top 10 things um but it, it's been so much fun and like that's been like that was hands down one of my favorite streams that i've done this year and i i, I absolutely want to do more of them with you and like uh in general i want and, and having tiffany do streaming as well like mm-hmm. she's been sitting in on some of them she's been playing animal crossing she's um she played a little bit of uh not stardew a What'd short, you play? A short, a short hike. hike he played a short hike the other day it's been really fun seeing you get into it and like yeah. the way that you interact with chat it Tell, it, me. It tell me how good me. i am well now i'm not going to <laughs> tell me how
0: good I, I was
1: about I, to i was i was in the me, middle of it
0: tell me how good i am go
1: ahead I, no i'm good okay that was my number two tiffany <laughs> tiffany
2: you're tiffany you're a garbage person no. and you're garbage at everything you do
1: tell i was in. The, I, I was about to tell you how good you were but I now i don't were, want but I, to I,
0: tell me how good i am
1: now i don't want to so you watching you talk to the chat has been really really cool because just how how like natural and like fluidly you slip into the like I don't even want to say like presenter mode but just like you you have a immediate repertoire you you understand what you're doing in terms of like presenting as like a uh, As a presenter, like you are, like I'm, you talk yourself through everything. You don't have any like dead air. It's really, really fun, and I like hearing you talk about these things. And it's really, really cool to like sit back and watch you um, learn this process. And we really do have Alex to thank for that by uh, having you come on the charity stream earlier. So it's been great, and like I really like the idea. And I know Alex like has his own thing. But like I liked the idea, and that's why I've included you in the no refunds, no refunds branding of it. Kind of like having it be like the no refunds gaming stuff, which has mm-hmm. been a lot of fun. Yeah, um,
2: I, I, I speaking to Tiffany's uh, Twitch, uh, like watching her show up for your streams. Like even when she's not doing the streaming, the way she gets super excited to interact with chat, like. And I don't just mean like when she shows up in your chat and talks to people, when she like shows up behind you on cam and is like, I want to talk to chat. Like she gets so excited. She, she's like, I'm here for nothing other than to talk to chat.
1: I love when she read, she's reading, excuse me. She's reading like the chat on her phone in the other room. And she's like, okay, I have to come in and address something that somebody said. And it's nope. just a lot of fun to, to watch.
0: I love chat. I also think things like, doing the podcast and um, like I have my radio show at work and doing things like streaming are things that help me as a teacher just as a public speaker like I'm a person who used to be really scared of like doing presentations and being in front of people like in high school and middle school and stuff even in college I was like uh eh. but like it's so interesting to me that you can get those skills from these things like streaming, like doing a podcast where I think people of, of older generations might be quick to poo poo it and be like, Oh, well you're just playing the games and you're just doing whatever, but you're, you're, you're working on actual skills. There is an actual skill set that's in play. Like, When I did the podcast with Ladies Night, and I was facilitating it, and I was like, oh, fuck, I do know how to do this. Like, it's hard to guide a conversation, and it's hard to do an interview, but, like, that's a skill set that I've learned from doing things like this, and from working in public access TV, and, like, it's – there are things that are – they're all complementary to each other, and that's been a cool realization that, like, yeah – I'm sitting here talking a chat, but I'm also interacting with a lot of the, the people that watch are like in college or are younger, and they're kids that I deal with on a daily basis. So like I understand how to talk to them or feel like I understand how to talk to them. And it's just like, it's cool to have those skill sets be applicable to other parts of your life, not just like your job.
1: And, and I know you've said, you've expressed this before where you're like, Dwight, it's nice to see you doing something and... You know, not just sitting in the living room playing a video <laughs> game. You're playing a game with people, and you're presenting it to them. I know you've, like, expressed yeah. that. That makes you happy.
0: It makes me happy to to see you sharing in other stuff. Because you're like me. We, we're very, like, we're extroverted introverts. We're, like, we could kind of keep to ourselves. And, like, it's, you know, I found, like, my running friends and stuff. And, and you have, like... Alex, I guess, and Brian and Billy, I guess. But it's it's <laughs> nice to I have guess. you, like... But it's nice to share you with other people. And it's nice for like for me to be like, oh, he's talking to people and he's doing stuff that he's really good at. And I, I like seeing that. I like seeing you, like, engage with other people and have fun.
1: Well, we'll get into it. But some of the people who have been showing up, like, it's been nice to talk to them because I usually get really nervous around that type of stuff like in terms of like Mm -hmm. there's somebody here who i don't know and so i i of not that i shut down but i'm just like uh how do i do this but like it's been nice having people who i'm not super familiar with come in and you know it's helping me i think be a little bit easier when it comes to speaking to people which is a good skill to have
0: yeah and it's nice it's all done over the internet so like you're not seeing them face to face but you're getting to know these people through the way they type and the way they write and the way they tell jokes or the way they like it's it's a really cool um, a cool experience.
1: I absolutely agree with you. So once again my number two is Ming. <laughs> Tiffany
0: um, I'm going to change stuff around because if that's your number two I'm going to change my thing if that's okay. Because I think your number, my, our number ones are going to kind of, or are.
1: I think they're going to massively overlap. Um, overlap. But not
0: 100%. But I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I want to keep them together because I think they work together. Cool? cool? Yeah. So then I guess, so this is my weird, like, this was going to be my number one, but just for the sake of like keeping all our themes together um this is my weird abstract one.
2: Ooh, yeah I forgot yeah. An abstract one. um yeah.
0: so okay so I don't know how I'm gonna present this because this is just like it's more of like a feeling more of a vibe more of a thing like this year has been trash this year is garbage I've gained 20 pounds everything's been canceled I haven't been able to do stuff all my things all my races everything was postponed. Um, like people, the world is a mess. The world is mess politically. It's a world, it's a mess like with the pandemic. It sucks. Um, it's garbage. People are sick. I've known people that have gotten sick now. Um, it's just shit. But like this whole, this is my number five the being forced to slow down and be really deliberate with my time and having a chance to step back and say, hey, I'm never home. I'm always doing stuff or I'm always commuting. I'm at work sitting here for eight hours. Like being able to be home and go, okay, what is actually really important right now? Like what, what stuff can I focus on or I have time to focus on now that I'm forced to be home? I can't go to work. I'm working from home. I I can't go just out shopping without thinking about all my PPE and all that stuff. Like, what's what's the stuff that's, like, really important? So, like, for me this year, like, being home and, like, just getting to hang out with Spencer all day. <laughs> being able to be out in my garden in the middle of the day, just being like, all right, cool, I worked for a couple hours. I'm going to go fuck around in my garden. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go paint my basement I'm gonna go take all the cabinets off the the kitchen doors or the kitchen cabinet doors off and paint them like all these things that I'm like wow I have not had time to do any of this we've lived in this house for four and a half years and I've done none of this because you get up for me I'd get up go to the gym go to work maybe go to class come home or go to bowling come home and I'm like I'm never home I'm never home. I'm just go, 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 go. go. And I'm a person that go, 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 go. So I'm really, really thankful for that ability to have, to have to slow down, to have to find ways to fill my time, to, yeah, to like really look at how shitty my mental health is and like think about things like that and be like, all right, wow, like Maybe you should go to therapy. Maybe you should, like, do some more stuff. Maybe you should, like, it, it's just been a nice reality check. Um, just having to spend a lot of time with yourself in an environment that, like, none of us have ever experienced before. And, like, I was talking to Dwight about this. Like, I haven't had a summer off where I've been able to be outside or do stuff or have, like, flexibility since I was, what, 15. As an adult, you don't get that. You don't ever get that ever again. So, like, I I try to like push all that negative stuff out and and deal with the anxiety and the stress and the the depression and stuff and kind of go, okay, what's the good takeaway from this? Like, I try to every day be like, I'm never gonna get this time like this ever again. I'm never gonna have this free time. Like this, like realizing that, yeah, I'm working 40 hours a week. My job is not 40 hours a week, nine to five, sitting at a desk. My job is work for a couple hours, teach a class, answer six emails at 1145 at night. Like realizing that I hate commuting. (laughs) It's just, it's been a nice way to kind of get back to basics and kind of like moving forward into 2021 going, all right, I'm almost done my master's, like, we're going to get back to work. Like, what do I actually want to do with my time? Like, how can I take all this shit and go, all right, this is where, this is where I want to be at this time next year. So this is my weird abstract, like, thank you, COVID virus, for forcing me to not, you know, just have another year where it's just routine, 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 and like having it be different and having to think about things, having to connect with people in different ways, having to socialize in different ways having my house be clean all the time so yeah is that is that i feel like i just rambled but that's my my vibe that i'm trying to throw out there
1: i know i think as an abstract vibe i i i (laughs) I don't disagree with anything that you're saying Mm -hmm. um i think that this this year has forced people in general to just kind of reassess and to mm-hmm. like you said slow down and just kind of like look at how things are are um and it's been something that has really affected me in the terms of like my my work-life balance and such mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. it's something that i've had to actively focus on which i'd never really had to do before because it was you know you drive into work you would do your work you would drive home and then you'd be done and now it's like i'm rolling from my uh you know my get out of bed and i like go plop in front of my computer for eight to ten to sometimes 12 hours and you know work and then like come out in like a a stupor sit on the couch for a little bit but then but still thinking about the emails so maybe i go and like i i I do another edit or set another render to go get an upload make sure the upload's going it's been difficult in that way for me Mm -hmm. um but it has made me kind of, like, take stock of, you know, my free time and really appreciate it a lot more. Um, and while I have not been able to achieve uh, as much as you have, Tiffany, in terms of, like, stuff around the house, we I oh, was yeah. able to do some, you know, some minor projects here. We installed some of the lights, and lights. I just did the, uh, the the oven range today. Like, it's yeah. been slow progress around the house for me, but it has been unique so
0: i think also too like i hate to say like using it as an excuse but almost like trying to get better at like saying no to things and having the crutch of a pandemic to be like no i'm not going um and i'm trying to i want to get better about doing that and and the new year and being like and and being able to say no to things that I don't want to do or this concept I talked about this last episode of like not having time but like not in the sense of like I don't have the physical time it's like I don't have the space for it like I want to get better at being like no I'm all set thank you and not having to justify myself just having it be like no I'm good I don't want to do that or I don't want to I, I don't want to go to that I'm sorry and like having that be okay and having not necessarily worrying about people's reaction to that, being like, if you don't like it, I can't help you. Like, I trying to get better at that type of stuff, um, and it's it's been nice having this like almost like a training wheels. Like, oh no, sorry, I'm not comfortable doing that. Or like, we're you know, I I it, it sounds like so shitty, but I'm like, if this virus is gonna fucking be here, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it work for me. <laughs> like, I'm gonna try to pull something out of it. I'm gonna try to use it i know that sounds terrible but that
2: that took a turn
0: (laughs) i mean i can't sit here and wallow like i mean i could also talk about how i cry all the time or at least you know in the very early early weeks like it was just like what is happening what is happening like my 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 body is like it is not recovered i i have gained so much weight and so much just there's so much stress and anxiety and it's like like there's that part of it too, the the unknown and the not being able to plan things and, and that sucks. So I'm just like I have to figure out ways that I can like pull the positives out of here as best as I can so I don't fucking sink into a hole. <laughs> Do I have to follow that? Yeah, I'm sorry. That was my that was gonna be my number one. <laughs> I was I still would have had to follow that. You <laughs> still would have had to follow it.
1: So Tiffany's yeah. number two uh time yeah um,
0: having having more time and yeah. being more s- deliberate with how I spend my time and to, yeah
2: to to mildly tack on to something <laughs> that you you just touched on I do one thing that I do really enjoy about what's come out of this COVID-19 you know quarantine life and all that is I feel like there has been a light shown on like mental health and like focusing on your mental health and making sure you're in a good place because a lot of people, uh, aren't used to this kind of lifestyle of being inside and not having a lot of human interaction, that sort of thing. And it's really, it's, it's hard. It, it is not an easy thing to do. And uh, it's been nice to see a lot of people start to talk about their mental health and that that don't normally talk about their mental health and see a certain stigma removed um, where, like, a lot of people are doing this and talking about it and it's being more accepting to just be like, you should, you should see somebody, you should talk to somebody. And I, I feel like that's been a really big takeaway for, like, the world as a whole um, from the COVID nineteen pandemic, um, and I think that kind of ties into your abstract uh, number one.
0: Can I have a pin? In, can I put a pin in? Or yeah,
3: in
2: yeah.
0: I um, really, really important with mental health stuff too, and 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 especially for like I think of my students who are in their twenties, and like not only are they trying to figure out college and navigate being a young adult they're also dealing with all of this stuff and I tried to be very 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 open and very transparent with them all semester like guys I'm really struggling today or there were times where I would stay home and teach remote and be like guys I'm not having a good day today I I cannot pull myself out of like my bed right now like I need I'm gonna stay home and like Asking them how they're doing. And I had a few students that opened up to me, which was really, really amazing, Um, especially when you get those emails that are like, I've never talked to a teacher like this or a professor like this before ever. I've never felt comfortable doing it or having those emails where students are like, hey, you're the only person that uh, in my entire semester has asked us how we're doing or has been open about their own mental health instead of pretending that everything's okay. And I think that was like, at least at my college, like, I think that some of those people did a horrible disservice to their students by pretending that everything was okay and life was on going on as normal, which I understand you have to do some of that and try to keep going. But at the same time, like none of nobody, There's not a single person that is not struggling in some way right now. (laughs) Like, fact. Whether it's minor or major, everybody is dealing with something they've never dealt with before. Whether it's Dwight talking about, like, work-life balance or somebody who really is, like, really, really struggling with being isolated. Like, the shit needs to get talked about. And I, I love that it's broken it down, but I think we need to even even a step further and i'm hoping that it's not just hey life is normal now like i hope we can continue to be like hey talk to me if you're having if you're having problems like let's talk about it so yeah yeah absolutely yep good times okay now you can go what's <laughs> go alex <laughs> um so my
2: number two is a movie <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh
0: that. shit! Is it a? Com- I hope it's a comedy.
2: Oh, it is not a comedy. Oh, okay. And it is very much about mental health. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try and tie this to what you just gave me.
0: <laughs> a rant, a rant from my brain.
2: So my number two is actually a movie that I saw in theaters. Do you guys remember what seeing movies in theaters was like?
0: The last movie I saw in theaters was Tokyo Godfathers with the two of you.
1: The last movie I saw in theaters was uh, Nightmare Before Christmas with Tiffany this Halloween, so she's alive. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah,
2: that was but, that was a re-rented a theater. Yeah, you rented time. a theater. I, I saw this with other people in the theater.
1: So? But yes.
2: <laughs> um, I So this is a movie that came out in... Uh, I always wanna say things came out in March. I feel like this one came out in February. I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna forget to name this movie though. So don't worry. Uh, this came out in February. It's a movie that I was negative amounts of excited for. I thought it looked like dog shit. I thought it looked like your basic generic horror thriller. It looked like it lacked any tact or any subtlety to it. I, I saw trailers for it constantly leading up to February, and I went, I went into the theater, thinking like, yeah, because one of my friends wanted to see it, Jen, who I went to the movies with every Thursday, and I haven't been to the movies with her since March, when we saw Onward. Um, but uh, this movie, The Invisible Man, yeah, that's what I thought, uh, was a really, really good movie. So. It was written and directed by, I'm gonna butcher this name, Lee Wanell. Wan Wanell. Yeah, you are right. He, Lee. It's Lee Wannell Lee Wannell He he was the um, actor that played the photographer in Saw, and he also wrote the Saw movies, the first three at least. Correct.
3: Uh, um, yes.
2: Uh, he he's more known for his writing and acting, honestly, but he directed this movie he also directed one other movie recently upgrade upgrade Upgrade. yep and this movie was really really well done it it is a it's less about the invisible man and more about how his effect on the main character who's played by elizabeth moss um, her, her name's Cecilia and the opening scene is her, um, breaking out of his house while he's asleep because she is in a, um, an abusive relationship. So it's a kind of a thriller sequence where she's trying to be quiet and like pack her stuff and get out of the house after she's drugged him so that he's sleeping. Um, and then after that, it is about the emotional and mental toll that being in a, an abusive relationship, unemotionally, physically, like mentally abusive relationship has on a person. And it's like, it's under the guise of this, you know, sci-fi thriller where there's an invisible man, or is there, question mark. It's not really ever left up to a question, which I kind of liked about this movie. It's you know that she's right, but you can understand why everyone doesn't believe her. So, uh, that was something that I always, I, I really enjoyed about this movie. It's, it very much isn't one of those movies where I was pointing at it and going, well, why didn't that person do this? Why didn't that person do this? This doesn't make sense. Everything going along felt natural, felt like The characters were doing what fit their character, what was right for their character to do. It it was really smart and well done. And I liked the, like I said, uh, the, the mental toll that they show. It's like a PTSD kind of movie where they're showing the mental toll that this guy had on the main character's life and how she is having trouble functioning after having getting gotten out of this relationship. Um it's really good, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, this was one of those movies that like I saw all the trailers for it. I, I haven't seen it, but I saw all the trailers for it and I was like, oh, that just looks like schlock. It looks, you know, like a cash in, um, just very, you know, low effort, low energy. It looked bad. Um, yeah. I have heard nothing but praise and and like Positive, uh, just affirmations about this movie. It is It is supposed to be fantastic, and uh, Tiffany and I just uh, figured out that we have HBO Max or whatever it is, apparently, through our cable. Um, and I yep. saw it was on there, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah. I'm probably going to have to watch it now."
2: So, some something I try to do every year. But um, so I use letterboxd which is basically social media for people that watch movies. For anybody that doesn't know, I'm sure you two know because I've talked about it a bunch mm-hmm. of times. Um, and something I try to do throughout the year is keep an updated list of my rankings of movies throughout the year, because I usually like to have, like, a top ten list at the end of the year that where I can point at movies and go, these are my ten favorite movies of the year. And Invisible Man had been at number one all year. It's like, February happened, it was number one, and there were, like, four movies on the list, and I was like, I'm sure something will pass that eventually. And as time goes on like i'm 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 watching really good movies like tenet and soul and i'm i go to my list and i go to put it on and i go no that's still that still didn't hit me the way that invisible man did and so at the end of every year i try to rewatch the movie that's number 1 and make sure that i'm not like thinking about it with kind of rose tinted glasses where I'm remembering all the good and forgetting all the bad. And I watched it this morning and I was like, Nope, that's still the best movie I watched this year. It's so expertly crafted. Um, Elizabeth Moss is phenomenal as the lead Uh, Cecilia. uh, It's just, it's so good. Uh, I, I definitely, if you have HBO max, it's on there. If you have it watch it i i don't think you'll be disappointed
1: one one of the things that you um mentioned about the movie that is absolutely one of my favorite things in horror movies is when a character is put in a situation where something absurd is happening and it has been shown to be true and the, the audience knows it to be true And the character is trying to express that to other people and they are not believing them. It is, Mm -hmm. it's frustrating and, but it's fucking scary. There's a sequence. I always bring this up. uh, I probably mentioned on the podcast before there's a sequence in the original child's play where Andy has been taken to a mental hospital and he is looking out the window as Chucky is climbing the stairs to come and kill him. And he is screaming to the doctors, like, he's coming to kill me. You have to help me, please. And they're just like, shut up, no. And it yep. is like a masterclass in like suspense and scariness. And like that type of stuff is, I think, some of the most effective things in horror. So I am very excited about that.
2: It's, it very much reminds me of, like, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Is that what the name of the episode?
1: Yes. Um,
2: Shatner. It, uh Shatner. It's the Twilight Zone episode with William Shatner where the, there's something on the wing. Um, uh, it very much reminds me of that, where he's seen it, we've seen it as the viewer, but it also sounds ridiculous, and people are looking out there and there's nothing. So, like, it's... I've always enjoyed that kind of um,
1: dramatic implement- irony
2: that dramatic irony, but I like its implementation into horror or thrillers. Um, it's very well done in the invisible man. And another thing that I wanted to touch on uh, like the invisible man is one of those movies that it's, it's a horror movie, which I feel like that, 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 connotation of like negativeness has been almost lost where where it used to be like when you would say it's a horror movie people would immediately go oh then it's shit um now you can say that without being scared of people being like oh then it's shit because so many good things have happened recently but like this is one of those movies kind of like um babadook and it follows and things like that that are the horror element isn't what the movie's about it's how they're portraying what the movie's about because those movies you know babadook is about you know loss and dealing with grief and that sort of stuff this is about uh, you know dealing with the mental and emotional toll of being in a, a like an abusive relationship and how to overcome that. That's what it's about. The horror plot is what drives that story. So I've always enjoyed that sort of thing. There was another movie this year called Relic that kind of did a very similar thing, just executed slightly less well. But that was more about um, family. It was a, it was about um, it kind of like how Hereditary was about family. It's about family ties and how important that is and how uh, I feel like I've lost my train of thought. Invisible man. That's my number two. I had to follow Tiffany.
0: I know I had a, we- I'm having a weird like existential crisis.
2: Do you need a hug? Cause no. I can give you one. No, I could. I'd give you one, but
0: I think, he's not there. I think, he's, I think you segued into that nicely. I I think
2: I finally I figured out how to tie them together. Yeah, you you found
1: it. You figured it out.
2: Yeah, yeah. It took me like three hours, but I got there.
1: (laughs) We're gonna be close to three hours on this one.
2: You you know who plays the uh the abusive uh, boyfriend? Oliver Jackson Cohen.
1: Who's that? I'm sure he's I know the guy
2: it. who played Luke in uh, *Haunting of Hill
1: House*. Oh shit, he's he can be really imposing. I can imagine yeah. he's, he he seems like a really yeah. built guy, like just yeah. broad-shouldered and scary. So
3: yeah, yeah,
1: shit. So.
2: Bam.
1: Wait, what, Luke, like the the little kid?
2: Yeah, the little kid. <laughs> the <laughs> little it, was, kid. it was real fucked up. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> 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 the little kid. You said Luke. There was two people who played Luke. I know who you yeah. meant, though. He's
2: not wrong.
1: So, my number one, uh, it's probably no shock or surprise to anybody out there. Um, One of the coolest little rides that I've been on this (laughs) year was the Rise of Skywalker. I'd already talked about it today. Um, No, but like. (laughs) Alex just went.
2: (laughs) I was having weird deja vu. (laughs) I was like.
1: Didn't we already <laughs> talk about this shit?
0: Your face just went. What? S- so. <laughs> the fuck.
1: Around the 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 middle of quarantine, not even the middle. Around like June, maybe maybe late May. Um, one of Tiffany's Tiffany's not one of Tiffany's T- favorite five. band. Singular,
3: singular. Yep, yeah, the
1: number one favorite band of Tiffany. Um, all time low. Uh, Three of the members of it uh, restarted one of their podcasts that they had done several years ago uh, under the new name of Crash Test Live. Uh, One of the segments that Crash Test Live does is a game show with a listener. Um, Specifically, this one is called Are You Smarter Than Jack? Uh, One of the hosts' name is Jack. And it's a trivia game versus him. Basically, once the podcast started, Tiffany was more or less like, Dwight, you have to apply to be on this show. Um, it was something that they had started doing, like some people had started submitting videos to be on, and there was like little essays and PowerPoint presentations. and it was still early on in the, in the run. And I was like, I can do that. That'll be fun. And you know what? So I took an afternoon, I, I made a little um, audition tape. And it got accepted pretty quickly. I I think I submitted it that Saturday. I heard back from them, I want to say Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And then by that Friday, I was on the show. And it was- The
2: video, by the way, (laughs) was fucking amazing. Oh, good. Thank you. It was a lot of fun.
1: I, I had a really good time putting it together. And I think that a lot of that, I think the video in and of itself is a lot of, is one of the main reasons why this has continued. Um, So I was on the episode and I had a really good time. It it was a lot of fun. I I don't feel like I was anything special. I I feel like I was a a pretty regular guest, but I think that the hosts really enjoyed having me there Um, immediately after hearing it. I immediately after like kind of signing off, I heard back from um, Jeff, who is uh, one of the producers and he's on the show as well. Um, And he was like, Hey, uh, the guys really liked you. And we don't know if you'd be open to it. But at some point, we would love to have you come back and you know, just do a little guest spot and I was like absolutely. So a couple of weeks later or a couple man maybe like a month later they asked me to do an introduction for the show which was fantastic and then I got to come back on as a guest and and do a little bit with their uh their other show which is called Master Debaters which is a very funny very mature title <laughs> for a name uh has nothing to do with masturbation. It's all about talking Wait, to each what, other.
2: What's masturbation?
1: Uh when you hit puberty, your dad will tell you about it, Alex. It's uh, okay. pretty special. Um, so, pretty special. So I came back for Master Debaters. That was a lot of fun. Um, and that went really well. And then they asked me to come back a couple of weeks later for their um, – well, it wasn't originally going to be for their Halloween episode. They asked me to come back uh, to do a, a quick video game segment. And I couldn't make it because uh, Tiffany and I were – no, was that when we were up north?
0: No, that was that was um, we were going to see Nightmare Before Christmas with That's Taylor. That's it was, yeah. And I was hungover as. That was that
1: day. So that was after one of their set lists, I believe, after Jack's. It was one after one of the shows. Um, So we went to. uh, I wasn't able to go on, but I was on the next week, and I I was able to, you know, be on their Halloween special, which was a lot of fun. And um, in this whole process, uh, also right before that, we managed to have Alex, um, Alex the other Alex, come on our episode sixty four, which was really special. And so this whole like little whirlwind of. You know, forming a, a new friendship and being involved with this type of stuff has been fantastic for me this year. I, I It's been easily like the highlight of, of, of my year. Um, Tiffany and I talk about it like all the time because it's like something that we've like been able to bond over, which is great. And it, being a part of it really was kind of the creative push for us to start doing this again, I think. Mm-hmm. Um We had taken a, a large break. And uh, we had, you know, released an episode in April. And it was actually one of the things that I brought up in my, uh, my video where I was like, uh, I host a shitty podcast with uh, my wife and friend. And we haven't released an episode since April. And before that, November of last year. So, like, we hadn't been doing much. And, like, I, I submitted that. And, I, and Tiffany, I think you were the one who was like, you know, we should start doing that up again. And Alex, you had been mentioning it a couple of times. And that was really just the, like, the, the kick in the pants that I needed to start. And we've been... So fucking consistent this year, I think. Um, it's. I think when all is said and done, if we're counting released episodes, not even just like individually numbered episodes, this is easily the year with our highest output. Um, I think we had like 23 total. Um, That's including like episode 35B or whatever we called it. 53. 53B. And our two, um, our episode 50, which was... Uh, we combined into one two big massive two-parter when we hadn't done that in the past and whatever. Um, We have easily put out the most amount of no refunds content this year, um, which I really honestly have crash test to thank for because we wouldn't have been start. We wouldn't have started up again without that. So that has been fantastic. And like I said, it's something that Tiffany and I have really, really, really like bonded over. Not that we weren't bonded before. Don't worry. Our marriage is fine. So like, that the Tiffany and I have have been doing this together as well are just talking about it and like she's even you know tangentially become uh, involved with it um, specifically through uh, another channel uh sound guy gaming where we're like uh, a large part of the the vibe tribe community which has been so much fun just meeting all those people and connecting with them and uh the The biggest announcement was just came out on the last episode of Crash Test uh, this year, um, which I wasn't even expecting to be on. I just received like a message like while we were watching it that was like, hey, just come and pop in. Like that's been the fun level that we've achieved at this point where it's like I'm not even planning on it and I'm, I'm there. And then, you know, we popped in and they announced that it was something that we've been planning for a while, but, um, that next year we're going to start a Dungeons and Dragons campaign on, on the channel where I'm going to run the, run the show, uh, which is fucking cool. Like I'm, I'm really excited for that. And, uh, it's going to be more consistent than any other Dungeons and Dragons I've done in the past. I promise. And I will get more consistent with my other Dungeons and Dragons stuff. I promise. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really, really cool. I'm really excited for it. And I, I have like I said, I've loved having Tiffany along for the ride because if I'm not incorrect, Tiffany, this is also your number one.
0: It wasn't originally gonna be my number one because I feel like a weirdo. But I can make it my number one. I have no problem <laughs> making it my number one.
1: Well you only have one slot left, wasn't that what it was? Or
0: No, it was the my existential right. abstract well, no. like
1: yeah, but you've already said that. Of,
0: yeah, that was gonna be my number one.
1: Yeah, that was going to be, but I'm saying you have one thing on your list left.
0: Oh, 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 yeah. This wasn't my original number one, though. Right, right. I just (laughs) took
2: a number one.
0: I also did. I just... yeah. I haven't yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, so my number one is the same kind of thing, but coming at it from a different, like, angle, I guess? Um... Yeah, if you want to listen to me gush about All Time Low, just listen to any fucking episode, because that's me. Um, Do you like All Time Low? I do, I do.
1: Have you ever heard of this band Uh, called All Time Low?
0: It's just, so, I love punk pop music. Um, That's like... I don't care. I'm 33 years old, almost 34 years old. I love punk pop music. I am not afraid of it. And, um, I think it was the 2000, the last time we did this in 2018, I think that was, that made my top five was like seeing them, seeing all time low live. And I think I declared at that moment, like they're my favorite band. Um, so they're my favorite band. And obviously like I was riding the high of the meet and greet from, you know, December. And then like, Going into um, quarantine stuff, like having them announce a new album was coming out, and it was like, oh my god, new music! Yes, this is so exciting. This makes this like a little bit less shitty, and it was something to look forward to. And they started doing a bunch of these live stream happy hour things, and it was like something else to look forward to. And I'm like, I have nothing else going on right now. Like, it was the start of like being part of that that internet community, and it was like that first kind of like oh, okay, this is this is what we can start doing now in quarantine. Um, and then the Crash Test Live podcast came back or started. Um, and I actually only watched like the first two episodes and it was fine. And then I was like, oh, Dwight, you should go on it. And that's how that started. And then after that, it was just this like crazy weird thing. And like people know who we are and- you know, we started joining Ricky stream and, and like, I fuck, I love that man. Like, and like building these like weird internet friendships. And so like, I love all time low and I want to be like, yes, all time low. But like, it's, it's become a bigger thing, like because of them. That, and you already hit on that, but it's just, be, it's, that was the, like they were like that catalyst to like have all this other stuff happen. Like they made all this other stuff possible in some weird way um and then even just things like having the whole concert series and it was something like you and I would look forward to like on those Friday nights and I would be jumping around the living room like singing all the songs and you know remembering how great live music is and yeah I I I, and being part of it like you know anytime I'm a big proponent of like anytime you can tell people Like, and I know they get it all the time. I say, I always say, like, if I were a celebrity, like, and people said, oh, your stuff means a lot to me, I would never get sick of that. So I, like, really feel like you need to tell those people when you have those opportunities, like, hey, your music means a lot to me. Or, like, like, I've been listening to you for, you know, I've been listening to All Time Low since I was fucking 19, 20 years old. Like, I think you should be able to, like, tell those people those things. But on the flip side of that, having those people know your name... (laughs) And like, know who you are. And it's just, it's this weird kind of cool thing that kind of happened organically. Um, And Dwight, like you and I are just like normal people. Like we're, we've been thrown into this weird, like Twitter culture and Twitch culture and, and, and weird stuff. And it's like, I've never experienced that before so it's just I don't know it's just this whole thing I have the subreddit um where I've made some friends on there too and it's just like all these things that have come out by happening 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 to be a fan of this one band and it's just it's just weird it's very cool I I, I have to kind of put myself in check a lot Because I really want to, there's like parts of me that I really want to be like, oh my God, my favorite band. And then I'm like, but they're people, like they're just 33-year-old men, like it's fine. (laughs) It's that, it's been that weird, it was a very similar experience for me being um, like part of Scrubs, where I'm like, this is one of my favorite TV shows, like holy shit, I'm here. And this is, but at the same time, I'm like, this is like my job, my internship, like, so you have to balance those like fangirlness tendencies with being like this is a job this is a like there's a persona at play here like so it's it's been fun i don't know what else i want to say about it because i could talk about it forever
1: the the other thing that i really (laughs) wanted to mention that that you basically touched on there also was um like through this community that we found uh we also like i said have been involved with the sound guy. Which uh, yeah. is Ricky, and yeah. um, like you even said, I, I love that man. He has been such a, <laughs> a, a, a delight and a pleasure to get to know. And you know, there are yeah. other people as well, like uh, like Donuts and Chudy, and there's been several other people that we've interacted with that have been really, it's been really cool. Yeah. Um, but like Ricky, uh, the community that we found through there, I alluded to this earlier when I was talking about streaming, but they are very supportive and they are very like welcoming, and that they are the reason that I even hit that 50 subscribers or 50 (laughs) followers or whatever on Twitch. Like I was, I would think I was like half that, um, before they, before I interacted with them and it wasn't like, you know, I was over there like kind of begging for, for attention, but they are so supportive that they saw that we were doing stuff and they were like, Hey, we're going to come and we're going to help you out too. Um, and I think a lot of that also has to do with the fact that, you know, we had Ricky come and guest on the episode and Mm -hmm. he was an absolute delight. Uh, it was funny because he was telling me he was just so nervous about it. He was so nervous. (laughs) He's like, he's like, I'm going to be, make a fool of myself. I don't know what I'm going to say. And it was was one of like the most like natural conversations we've had. It's so fun watching the guests that we've brought on the show. Um, which has been a large theme that we've had this year in general. Uh, we've had way more guests than we normally have, which I know right. we've it's been a, kind of our philosophy that we were looking at this as a way to connect with people. Um, mm-hmm. But just having Ricky come on and just like slot in and be like, uh, you know, just very natural was uh, one of my favorite episodes that we've made this year. It was absolutely a blast.
0: I love the episode with Alex that I wasn't even on and I went back and listened to it. And there were times where I was listening to it that I was like, I had to go, wait, (laughs) it just was so much fun to hear. And like the same thing with Ricky, like hear these people that you know um, Mm -hmm. in a different way. Like, okay, I know you as the lead singer of my favorite band, but to like have that come that, that like layer peeled off and go, Oh my God. Like, this, you're you're a full, complex, complete person and you get to talk about things that you also grew up with. and it's like those things are really, really fun when you get to to, to see underneath those layers that you don't yeah. usually get to see.
1: I got feedback from Julie on that episode and mm-hmm. it was amazing. Like just like hearing her talk about like contextualizing um, n64 and like what it meant for her to like watch us because because uh julie's brian's mom
2: she was talking about how she didn't realize how meaningful the games were to our sleepovers and stuff Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. how those are memories that we kept from those times when she was just doing what like we asked for it was just like we want to rent this game she didn't realize that 20 something years later we'd still be talking Mm -hmm. about that shit and how that memory stuck with us How
1: impactful and important it was yeah yeah, yeah she she texted me that and i think brian had mentioned Aww. it as well like okay. i both of us had talked about it so that, yeah it was a good episode that, long story that short it was a good episode that
0: must feel so validating as a parent to yeah. like have that experience where you're like i was just trying to have do have my kids do something fun and like for it to for them for you to learn when they're grown up that that was really important you must be like wow like yeah. that's that's really
1: cool. It, it is one of those things where like I can't remember. I I can remember like some very specific times, but it's more of like the general feeling mm-hmm. of just like being like safe in that room with friends yeah. is like it, it. That is the emotional core that I hold from the from that time, mm-hmm. which yep. is uh, it's fun. But anyway,
2: yeah. I didn't even know. Does she listen to all the episodes, or does she only listen when her children are on?
1: I would imagine it was just because Brian was on, and it was Uh, about our childhood specifically. I assume.
2: Okay,
0: Julie. If you're if you're listening, we love you. Yeah, absolutely. If she's listening,
1: and ignore all the bad language I say.
2: (laughs) I want to make sure to specifically call out that you're my second mom, and you're my, you, you know, you're my second mom. Oh man!
1: Oh, so Aww. like
2: she, she, she partially raised me. She probably partially raised
1: you, Dwight. A yeah, very true. Yes, I was over <laughs> yeah. there quite a bit. She was my um, she was my Cub Scout leader. Cub so Scout yeah. Player. Oh. She had a lot she was to do. Not
2: my Cub Scout leader.
1: Was your mom your Cub Scout leader?
2: No. I feel it like was um,
0: been. someone else. We got on a tangent. See, we, All so- time, all time low. Did this. They made this.
2: Yeah. Alex Gaskarth did this to us.
1: So my number one and <laughs> Tiffany's number one, I believe, uh yeah. interacting with Crash Test Live, All Time Low, Sound Guy Gaming, and the Vibe Tribe. That whole yep. rigmarole has That's been a fantastic time.
2: All that is I know a big
0: umbrella. Yeah. All I know is that like when we get a chance to like meet in person, any any of it. Any any person is who's part of this, those hugs are gonna be so fucking awkward. So I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. They're gonna be weird. They're gonna um, be weird.
1: She keeps <laughs> saying that. I don't know what she means.
0: They're uh. just gonna be long and I'm not gonna let go.
1: Oh I They're thought it was gonna involve awkward. like rubbing or
0: No no no. They're just gonna be like you know when you get those hugs and you're like, I I gotta break away.
1: so you're not gonna break you're gonna wait for the other person to be like i'm
0: not breaking i and even when that person breaks i'm not break like i those hugs are gonna be they're gonna be awkward
2: it's like you know what when somebody's (laughs) done with the hug and they they know it's supposed to be over they give you the tap on the back to let you know that it's over you're just gonna ignore it and just be like nope i'm here forever and they're just gonna have to drag you around for an hour or two and then Er Pooping's gonna be awkward. I
0: I told my running friends the same thing. I'm like, when we can hug without fear, those hugs are gonna be weird. They're gonna be weird.
2: Uh, I I recently I self isolated for ten days so I could go see my friend who's immunocompromised. Mm. And when I got there, uh, she lives with her husband and her best friend. And when I, I got there we all, I I hugged each of them and we hugged for like 10 minutes. Yep. It was just like, oh, we can hug people. Yep.
0: Yep. That's what I, that's, oh, oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good.
2: You know what's weird? My number one ties into yours because my number one is Dwight's Instagram story because it's literally just (laughs) videos of Tiffany moshing like every Friday night in her own living room.
0: Open
1: up the pit.
0: Open up the pit. Open up the pit. I got barricade so, every night. So
2: funny to watch. I'm just like, man, I, she's having the time of her life.
0: Completely and sober. Just, just sitting there recording it? I fucking yeah. love it. I fucking love it. They're
1: they're re-releasing the um, <laughs> they're re-releasing the things <laughs> again, uh, come New Year's. So get ready for some more i assume
0: i kind of want to watch i kind of want to watch him again and mosh in my living room i mean sounds it like was you. Fun. it was fun it just that was just cool because it was songs that i've never heard live before i mean i've only seen them twice so like i've never heard those songs live and i'm like fuck and same thing like mr vibes they were pre-recorded shows that they like mm-hmm. Put out but it was just like holy shit this is my favorite song from my favorite album which came out in 2007 like that they never play anymore so yeah i was yeah i was sober during those drunk after ah. typically typically
1: only for like two of them
0: yeah only for yeah two out of the five <laughs> i'm got a, little, got a little crazy
1: is that all you have to say about your number one alex it's just they you liked it
0: yeah yeah that's
2: it I just wanted to talk about how much I love those Instagram stories cool. uh
1: but right, my actual good... number one. Oh. oh, you liar
2: yeah <laughs> so my number one is actually something that technically started for me last year but didn't really I didn't really get to enjoy or like let it sink in until this year so I'm putting it on this year's list Sue me. I, I cheat on all of our lists, so fuck it.
1: I'm still mad about Lord of the Rings.
2: Uh, you and everyone else. Uh, so my number one is uh, working at a high school. Like I, So last November I got a job working at, as a high school substitute teacher. I Last year was a little harder for me to find work because it was you know first come first serve they'd post jobs online i'd accept them whenever i could um and then when march came so i worked from just after veterans day last year until march when they shut down all the schools so let's be honest most of my experience was this year anyways um And then they shut down the schools and I was like, okay, I don't have work. So I I was looking for work and work was hard to find during a pandemic, Mm -hmm. oddly enough. (laughs) Um, And then when the summer was kind of coming to a close, my mom had lined up a long-term subbing gig with the school district that I also work in. And she was like, oh, you should email some of the, the directors of the departments because apparently they're really hard up for subs this year like more than usual and I was like okay so I emailed the science the science director and the math director because I have a degree in engineering I felt like I was most applicable in those two departments and I said hey I just want you to know that I'm available to sub um, this school year I'm around, I'm free every day. Like whenever you need me, let me know. If you need me for like two straight weeks in one classroom, I can do that. And I got an email back from like an assistant principal that was like, yeah, we want you here every day. Um, You're just gonna be, you're gonna be here every day. Like, that's it.
3: We'll
2: figure out stuff for you to do. And I was like, "Uh, cool. So first day of school, I showed up. And they were like, okay, you're just going to be um, doing hall monitor duty because all the teachers were there. And so the first week was pretty easy. It was just me refamiliarizing myself with the school, refamiliarizing myself with the students because a, a lot of them I had for like three or four months last year. But then after that, there were constantly teachers out. And so I was, I was constantly in a classroom. And that's when I really got to get back into the swing of, you know, like, helping students with school, you know, because that's kind of my thing. Like, I, I'm there to give them assignments that they'll work on, and I can help them if, if I can help them. So, like, normally I'm more helpful in science and math classes. That's where I feel like I am actually helpful. I still try to help people in, like, English and social studies, but... I don't feel like I'm actually helpful, uh, but they think I'm helpful, I think, so cool, but what really was was the, the turning point for me was when they started to have to quarantine teachers for, like, exposure to a positive testing student or something, because the school was actually really, really good about um, making sure that, like, uh, if teachers if teachers had a cough or sniffles they they were told to stay home like the they were much more lenient with like sick time and stuff like that which I feel like is a positive thing during a pandemic like this and so teachers would be out more frequently than usual which resulted in sometimes there would be like 10 teachers out and I was the only sub in the building. So it got to a point where they were like, we don't have enough people to cover these classes. So I said, oh, just put me in the auditorium and send as many classes as you as as can safely be in that room and I'll take care of all of them. And they were like, you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. So I, it, it would get to the point where I'd have like six or seven classes in the auditorium and I, I'd section them, section them off. It got to a point where I knew most of the students, so I knew where they belong. I didn't really have to call attendance, and I think it's been really nice just, like, getting to, I I don't know, be- because I'm a sub, and I'm not a real teacher, as I like to tell everyone at the school, um, because I'm not a real teacher, I feel like I talk to the students in a way that most other teachers don't. I'm much more upfront with them about how I feel, how, um, how they should behave, be behaving, and like, I'm not just like, you're being a dick, don't be a dick. I'm, I usually like try to contextualize it, you know? Like, why are you acting like this? what are you doing like and and usually most students feel comfortable with me and we talk like about real shit and i don't remember doing a lot of that in high school when i was a student so it's something that i feel like is a thing that i'm good at um and maybe it's something i've gotten good at from having nephews that i have to talk to about like things like that especially Coco's six now and he's like starting to ask me questions where I'm like oh right you're a human being I need to like learn how to talk about this with you so talking to teenagers is a little easier than that because I can be a little more real with them and so I've really enjoyed getting to talk to the students and you know uh, get their perspective on the pandemic like how life has been Doing the because we're on a hybrid model, they're only there half the half the days. To getting their perspective on that, getting their perspective on how it's affecting their mental health. Like we we talk about this stuff openly, and I try to make it clear to everyone that like I'm there to help them. Like I I'm also there to help the teachers. I'm I'm there to help literally everyone in the building. Uh, <laughs> that's the the role of a sub, but i i've i it's a level of satisfaction from a job that i never have never felt before um which i think is because i'm working with people instead of things uh and it's really uh it makes me really happy like like when i get home from work i i want to talk to my parents about how my day was and uh like what I talk to my students about. And my mom used to work at the high school, so she knows some of the students. So I'll talk to her about certain students. And some of the students really miss my mom and they'll be like, oh, say hi to her for me. And I and I will. And it's just it's been a fun bonding experience for me and my mom because she's taught her whole life not her whole life, but for the last 20-something years. And she I think she's really enjoying watching me enjoy being in a teaching environment and seeing me enjoy um, what teaching, I'm putting that in air quotes, has to offer. Cause like I'm not teaching, but I am. Cause I've, the way I look at my job is I'm not there to teach them content, I'm there to teach them life lessons um, if I can. Like some kids aren't really up for it, but some are. And those are the ones that I try to talk to and try to um, affect as best I can. So that's been the most fun for me. I, I really, I, I have really loved, A, having a job. <laughs> that, that, is a, that is a big, big thing. I haven't had a job since the last time we did a top five favorite things. <laughs> and losing my job was on my top five so um so i thought it was fitting that my number one would be getting a job you know
1: we have come full circle with the podcast and with that it is dissolved
2: yes and uh, all refunds
1: (laughs) yes you have all been refunded we're deleting all of our past episodes and uh it was a it was a good time no but that's uh that was awesome I don't know much to say about it. the like US. Tiffany
0: wants to talk. As as a also a fake teacher. <laughs> Cuz that's what I even though I'm teaching actual college classes, I don't have a teaching degree. Yeah. Yeah. I never went to school to teach anything. Who the fuck let me stand in front of a classroom? <laughs> and I'm not a professor and yeah. I feel like a fucking imposter every fucking day. But like that just made my teacher heart smile. Like yeah. what you're talking about? Like, yeah, I'm teaching fucking video and audio, and it's awesome. But, like, that connecting with students, I do the same thing. Dwight, how many of my students do you know? Because I come home and I talk about them.
1: I know the names of probably a dozen. Like,
0: (laughs) Like that's the shit that's so important. Because, like like you said, I didn't do that in college either. I didn't reach out to people and talk to people. So, I'm like, I want people to have that experience. I want to talk to these kids like they're fucking adults. Like, that just made my heart smile. That, like, i That's what it's all about. That's what teaching is all about. And all these people who were like, oh, it's the content and they have to learn. No. Nope. It's making these kids, whether they're high school, college, middle school, be fucking good people. Right. So, I just got warm and fuzzy all over. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, um, one, one thing that's been really fun for me is like, seeing the administration's reaction, because most Dude, most substitutes don't put in much effort because most substitutes are either uh, college kids that are on their break looking for a paycheck or retirees that are a little, um, I don't want to say phoning it in, but like a lot of these retirees don't take it as seriously as they did when they were probably actually teaching and they're they're just kind of there because they know they need the bodies and they mm-hmm. feel like they're they're being helpful which they are but a lot of teachers and administrators and people have come up to me and be like you know the students names like you talk to students about their hobbies like uh, there's one kid one very specific kid who all we talk about is Rainbow 6 Siege and every time I see him I talk to him about Siege and he gets so excited when he sees me and I remember like one of the assistant principals was there and he was, he was like, how did you like, like you do that? And I was like, yeah, I do that. Like, why wouldn't I do that? I'm here every day. Why wouldn't I put in my best effort to like make other people happy? And like, I, you know, I go out of my way to talk to the kids that don't seem to have a lot of friends. I go out of my way to, you know, try and connect two kids that I know are very similar. You, I, I take a lot of enjoyment from having a positive effect on these kids. I call she, them kids. I don't I, like to call them kids to their face. I call them students because they're expected to act like adults. I, they're kids because they're half my age yeah. when, I, when I'm talking right now, but they're adults for all I care
1: that makes
0: sense. This this speaks to my soul. <laughs>
1: I, I do think it's interesting. Um, and I don't know if it's, if it was like this when we went to school, but you said that you never had that experience. And I definitely never had the experience that you are providing to these kids. And I think it would have been fucking awesome to have mm-hmm. somebody like talk to me about video games or talk to me like in my, on my level. So I just think that that's something that's really, really cool that you are able to offer to someone. And I think it's, I think there is a shift in general that's going towards that um and so it's really nice and refreshing to know that like you know treating students or kids as you call them to their face uh treating kids like you know they're human beings and not like a waste of your time or you know less than you is going to be so refreshing and just like a positive influence for them going forward right tiffany you tiffany
0: Literally, the class that I just took, I'm doing my master's in higher ed right now. I just took a teaching and learning class. And like, this is what all of the literature is pointing towards we just spend a whole semester talking about different styles of teaching philosophies of teaching which is pedagogies and all of that stuff and how there's this shift from that lecture style model of like teachers are the all-knowing people professors are the all-knowing and how do you cultivate a classroom experience like knowing that you and whoever your students are in that class it's going to be different every single time every single time you teach a class or have every school year it's going to to be a different group of kids a different group of people all together coming with different experiences mm-hmm. and how do you cultivate that how do you pull all that best stuff out of all of those those people how do you as a as a teacher as a professor get yourself on their level so that they trust you and that they respect you it's like this is what all of this stuff at least in higher ed and I'm sure in other and other teaching k-12 through is like it's all there's this shift of like teachers as people and students as people and like this collaborative environment and like literally this is what I'm fucking learning about right now and it's like ah because we didn't have that we didn't have that like just like a decade ago we didn't have that (laughs) and it's like it's wild to me how how interactive and how engaged like I am with with students and like I didn't have that in my 20s and I wish I did I I definitely
2: had one professor like that in college and he was a brand new grad. Like he had just gotten his PhD. Mm -hmm. He was like, just got hired on his teacher. I think I had him his first or second year. And I, it was very clear that he, he was just like, I'm one of you, but I'm teaching you. So, Hey, and maybe that's where I picked up a lot of it. Maybe from, from having one teacher like that in my college career, which, was um, definitely a little more impactful but I don't know I like just having a job and having uh, a place that I I like to go every day and not a one hour commute like I had at my last job um, it's, it's really nice
0: I love it
1: <sighs> Alex is number one being employed
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: love it Okay. Well, that wow. wraps up our no refunds 2020 favorite things. Um is there anything that anybody here is looking forward to in the next year? Does anyone have anything that the year, you know, is on your not a resolution so much as like what do you have any plans for the new year? Any goals you would like to accomplish?
0: I was hoping you were going to ask this cuz I um I obviously I have some like race is coming up I'm really looking forward to running up Mount Washington and kind of getting back into training and kind of like feeling like I can do stuff again like I know weight is a number and you know your body is it's what you can do with it more than what it looks like but I'm really looking forward to being like all right let's climb this fucking mountain (laughs) that's like that is the thing that I think I'm looking forward to most and um graduating and finishing my master's in May.
1: Two very awesome things. I'm excited for you to graduate as well. Anybody I'm great? excited. <laughs> Alex, do you have any plans, excitements, uh, announcements? I
3: mean,
2: the last time we did this, Dwight and I said we were going to run a 5K. And you <laughs> we did. didn't. And then but then 2020
1: didn't. happened
2: so there was 2019 in between
1: (laughs) yeah that happened too but 2020 did happen since then so that is a good
2: point um i'm not gonna promise to run a 5k this year okay um i'm looking forward to the future
3: um
1: Looking forward to the future. I
2: don't know. Uh, I'm looking forward to school starting back up in a couple weeks. Going back to school is going to be nice. You know, it's always nice to have a winter break, but I want to go back to work. Uh, I might be teaching a class next semester, which might be very exciting. I'm looking forward to finding out if that's happening. Uh, um,
0: I've been waiting to see if that's been happening. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you do
0: it. I hope che- you do. So I can help
2: you. I've been checking my email like while winter break is going on, just to see if I get an email, but I haven't heard anything. So, we shall see. Um, other than that, um, I'm looking forward to my charity stream. Yeah. Like I, I, I always get really excited about that. I'm ever since I started it the first year. Like every year, I'm just constantly <laughs> thinking about things that we can do for the charity stream. And I still feel like I'm always, like, last minute putting things together, even though, like, I've been thinking about this stuff for a year.
1: Have you thought about Uh, SGDQing it, where you have a winter and a summer version? Double the amount of stuff? I feel like
2: doing one is enough, because, like, for the most part, like, it's a charity stream. For the most part, the people showing up are my friends. They're donating their money. I'm not going to ask them to do that twice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, doing it once. And, like, I, I pick the date very intentionally. Um, so I would rather just do it at that time of year every year. Um, but, yeah, I I guess I'm just looking forward to... I, as I said to my friends, 2021 is going to be the year of Alex. I'm going to, I'm going to get gainful, like health insured full-time employment, hopefully with the school, fingers crossed. And I'm going to find love that, that was the (gasps) other thing that, that I told my friends. I was like 2021, the year of Alex.
0: I love it. It's so,
1: gonna happen. Sounds oh, like that makes me smile. Sounds like something we're gonna be doing around February. I guess we can officially announce this now. Is um, no refunds uh, bachelor uh, for Alex. Um, so get <laughs> oh, your get, so get your applications <laughs> yes. in now. We've been playing yes. this for a couple of months. Um, so get send your, your
0: emails. <laughs> send your emails to no refunds podcast at gmail.com. Yep. and your with ba- the subject your, with uh, your, Bachelor. And your
1: best love haiku. Your best love haiku. It's, ooh,
0: ooh, you, ooh. You guys know that the only
2: people that are going to email are Brian, Jesse, Peter, know. and you
0: Corey. Don't, you don't know.
1: <laughs> you say that like I'm that's a bad po- thing.
0: I'm going to post it on social media. I'm well, posting the, it. The only one of those four people that's single is
2: Brian. And I've already told him several times that I'd marry him if he moves down here.
1: So, are we going to. Sounds like we, we got a front d- runner.
0: Are we gonna do no refunds, Bachelor?
1: I literally just made that up, so Let's maybe. Let's fucking do it. Okay. All
0: right. Send your emails. I'm not kidding. That's what I was saying Tw- when
1: I said I had announcements. So. Dwight-
0: 2021, baby. <laughs> Dwight, what are you looking forward to? Um, this well, year?
1: one of the things I already this mentioned, year? I'm really looking forward to, um, running the Crash Test Live uh, Dungeons and Dragons streams. Those are going to be a lot of fun, and it's something that I know has a shelf life. I think, um, mm-hmm. specifically because once you know. It's touring and everything starts yeah. back up with the band. Um, I don't know how much time they're going to realistically have to do a full-time yeah. podcast as well as make believe in my bullshit world. Um, so we'll yeah. see. But uh, So I'm going to hopefully capitalize on that as much as I can early in the year. Um, yeah. And Tiffany and I actually have a, a moderate announcement that we kind of want to make. Um, what? What? Uh, so starting tomorrow, we're actually going to start recording some new stuff. Oh, and yeah. A little while ago, I managed to find a really good deal on uh, all of the current seasons of New Who um, from Eccleston all the way up through Capaldi. And so I have them all now uh, in a back catalog. And I was like, well, we should rewatch these because, you know, I bought them. Um, and so what we're going to do is we are going to do a very small little uh recap rewatch uh podcast show with it uh it's going to be very short episodes like 20-25 minutes pop um but we're going to watch an episode we're going to record our thoughts and feelings and emotions on it and uh, i still haven't figured out how we're going to distribute it but uh look forward to that in 2021 so i got a couple of we got a couple of things cooking it'll be fun that's very exciting yeah do you like do you like dr who alex
2: I love Doctor Who.
0: Oh, wait. So we all going to do it?
2: I mean, I, I don't want to <laughs> intrude I don't on think what I you guys realize, are
3: doing.
0: I don't think I realize that you like Doctor Who. I don't I'm, think we've ever talked about it on this.
1: I mean, I know he does. And if you would like, you're more than welcome to join.
0: Oh, wait. Where's the TARDIS? That's Totoro. <laughs> That's Totoro. There's a TARDIS on here, I isn't don't... there? Why did I not know this? I just learned something.
1: We watched um, one of Capaldi's episodes together at Alex's house. Or I, Alex and I, I think it was I, Into the Dalek. I, I, um,
0: everybody went in the hot
2: tub yeah. and Dwight and I were like, and oh. I went upstairs and I was like, you want to watch the new episode of Doctor Who? And he was like,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Um,
2: so I think we, we, that was we, a party that Tiffany didn't come to.
1: Absolutely, I didn't come
0: to a lot of parties because, because I have lots of social anxiety.
1: We, we can talk about this off air, but the, uh, we have a new pot. Uh, w- there will be that coming out soon. So um, that's awesome. Uh, I'm very excited about it.
0: Okay, yay, yay,
1: cool. Okay, we got to end this episode. Yes. So, um, oh right, yeah, we are actually not. <laughs> we're, we're, we're still in the episode. An episode shit. That's that's why I was saying we, <laughs> we can talk about this, this off air. But uh, so <laughs> we've
0: been going for three over three and a half hours. Long.
1: So thank you everybody very much for, uh, for listening to no refunds this year, like not even just this episode, but thank you so much for, for hanging out with us this year. It has been an absolute blast of a year. Um, I'm so thankful and happy that we were able to uh, do as much as we did um, get as many of you on as we possibly can. We already have some guests lined up for next year, which is going to be fantastic. I'm so excited for, um our mandalorian talks which we're going to do yeah. which we failed spectacularly in keeping those on a week to week basis but we're going to have a super big surprise for you because of that I'm really excited for it um and I I we have another guest after that at some point who, who fell through this year that's coming it's going to be uh, another fantastic year I don't see why we wouldn't be able to keep up the same pace thank you thank you and Tiffany and Alex so much for you know
0: Tiffany's trying to say something I
1: wasn't looking Wait. I'm sorry ladies night part two yeah ladies night part two is coming as well um so thank you tiffany and alex for you know um putting up with my bullshit again this year like you do every year thank you so much for for spending time doing this and uh you know the podcast wouldn't be no refunds without the three of us i think so it has been fantastic
2: i agree Uh, the podcast wouldn't be what it is without me because i'm the best um
1: tiffany do you want to start our own podcast
2: this this year has been great for the podcast like i i have really enjoyed what the podcast like organically became this year Mm -hmm. which was the three of us hanging out which is what the podcast has always been with a fourth person um (laughs) (laughs) that's literally what the podcast became this year Mm -hmm. and it Because we were quarantined, we had, like, an overabundance of things to to talk about, which we talked about earlier. Like, you guys, every time, four episodes in a row, it was like, we could talk about what we do in the shadows. We could talk about what we do in the shadows. And every time, we never got to it. And by the end, I think, like, two or three guests were like, oh, you guys wanted to talk about that show. And you guys were like, nah, we can talk (laughs) about it next time. (laughs) And it's just been, been so much fun because, like, yeah, I hang out with my friends in discord every night and we shit, shoot the shit and chat but like this is we're seeing each other we're talking face to face we're not also playing video games while shooting the shit it's fun it's like yeah we're recording a podcast it's an excuse but really we're here to hang out with each other and to just you know not go as insane as we could be going
1: i'm here to get famous and it's working oh
0: I don't have anything to say because I hate both of you.
1: <laughs> I mean, That's fair. To,
0: to, be, to be fair, I hate all three of
2: the hosts of this show.
1: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, thank you so much for yeah. listening to this episode of No Refunds. Um, we have been Dwight, Tiffany, and Alex, and uh, you are currently listening to the Hyper Potions uh, by Time Trials Reverse That. And um, <laughs> you can email us at no at Keep gmail dot com, and uh, you can follow us on Instagram. And that's really it. So don't
0: forget to label to have your um, subject of your emails be uh, Alex the alex bachelor um if you are single and you want to apply please and ready to mingle please if we can put this episode together i will be so excited <laughs>
1: uh so thank you everybody and uh we will talk to you all in the new year bye
0: happy new year bye, bye.
1: <laughs> i think alex just quit the podcast
0: i think he did i think we made him quit
2: You just got gaslit.